Shut the fuck up. 100% really? true. Yeah. <gasps> oh that is the best. See, that you have to leave in and don't say who it's about. Don't say who it's about. This you, is the intro right there. We just took the intro. Don't say who it's about. Leave that in. And now this that's the clip. That's the clip. Hog with Mike Bridenstein is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy, dude. You gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. The, we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. Hi, everybody. Hey. This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah. Welcome to Hunk. With Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Nuntaken Podcast. Shout out to The Buffer. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Light on my side as my ego becomes a funky child with some words on my tongue. My unpaid announcer is David McGregor. Thank you for listening. Happy 311. This show's fucking long today. I wanted it to be three hours and 11 minutes. So there's a lot to get to. I'll timestamp it in the show description, but about two hours from now, activist and organizer, Richie Serjanko, the bad boy of the left is back on the show. I get more comments about him, good and bad than maybe any other guest. Maybe since Tom Arnold or Tom Segura. So check the timestamp if you're here just for him, but stick around. Because I have the world's greatest panel. Oops, all Chicago edition. Lindsay Adams is back. She fucking kills me from HBO Max, from Snack Time, from every show in Los Angeles. Her cat is also TikTok famous. Sean Flannery is back from the Blackout Diaries. He sent me a copy of his book, which is called Places I Can't Return To. Terrible name, by the way. There'd be stories in there that would make me shake and hurt from laughing. One of the funniest human beings on the planet, period. Sean Flannery. Joe Kilgallen is back, our resident baseball expert. So many specials you should stream. The host of the Joe Kilgallen podcast. You love Joe Kilgallen. And fun fact, he's huge in eastern Iowa. People from Iowa love Joe Kilgallen. It goes Brooks Whelan, Joe Kilgallen. Some other people, me. Joe Quizala is back. He has a half hour in Comedy Central. He makes the best videos I've ever seen on the internet. He has a podcast called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? Just a talented motherfucker. Lisa Traeger is back. She has a special on Netflix. She's the host of That's Messed Up, a wildly popular podcast. She has a new podcast also called Enemies, one of the best comics in the world. This group was great. Everybody knows each other. It's an Oops All Chicago edition. So without further ado, here are Lindsay, Sean, Joe, Joe, and Lisa. And if you don't already, please, please, please hit subscribe. Hey! Yeah! Oh my god! Now everybody's coming cool. in at the same time. boy! What's up? Hey, Hi. hey, Lindsay. I haven't seen this, you in ages. This I is know. a fun one. Oh my God, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I saw your uh, tweet. I didn't know that you were that great at uh, baking and everything. Oh, yeah. It was your tweet, right, that I saw? 
Mm-hmm. For Megan's? Yeah, that was awesome. She made my hey. wife her birthday cake. It fucking ruled. Oh, really? She Thank made you. one of the best crust leches I've had. Um, wow, you guys. That's so nice. Thank you. Um, what other? Oh, yeah, she made Kara's birthday cake. I love sweet treats. What can I say? <laughs> I was going to buy stuff from Christmas, and then I got COVID. So one another, <laughs> another day. Lisa and Lindsay have done my show at Checker Hall, and you both did the same thing where you were like, fuck, why did I wear this? I didn't think there was going to be anybody here. <laughs> That's not so anybody funny. but like yeah but like not I in terms have... of people because all of your shows are populated but not hip people around a circle bar eating like fancy fish sandwiches you know it's that's just, what i'm uh, saying it was like a date scene and yeah. i was in sweatpants i want you to know that but, that i did not i've never even been to that place before all the cool shit is not me i felt like i was back in college at like a cool like music show What's up, Joe? Hey, hey Joe. Joe. Yeah, Quasala. Oh, Joe, I was actually just gonna text you. I want to know where you get those um those uh, graham cracker M and M's. What? Uh, I found those at a Walgreens. Whoa! Okay. All right, I'll go to Walgreens. That Do you ever go to um, Gelco's here? Is that what it's called? Gelson's? No, no Gelco's. I've been. It's a vintage, it. it's right by my house. If you come, please let's do it together. But it's a vintage soda pop beverage place. Okay. All of it old timey. It's Billie Eilish's favorite place. And you, there's just drinks from all over the world and beers, but yeah. then they have old timey candies and like a sandwich spot in the back. It's very oh, that's like cool. She's heard really of obscure good. sodas, but not Van Halen. Yeah. I got good. I got really good. Um, Billy Eilish had never heard of Van Halen. Sorry, that was the joke. Butter. Oh, I, like, <laughs> I, I was wondering what that. <laughs> you just let you have it. <laughs> By the way, before we start, I, Joe, I was I had people on here arguing about Eminem. Do you think that he should go into the Hall of Fame uh, this next year? Yeah, I do, because the Rock Hall just needs to get in hip hop artists, however they can. Like you can try to be, you know picky about your chronology but like eminem has a good shot he has the best shot of anybody so just put him in he does he only get oh i'm not gonna do that joke is I, one shot. Chance. <laughs> I called an audible in the middle of it i was like not is dr dre in it he's in with nwa yeah okay oh really not huh that's it it's the thing about the hall is they like they put in maybe one a year so like the priority to put in dr dre a second time i think is kind of low Wow. And like NWA became eligible first, so they just they put an NWA. I guess I don't know how it works, or I would be like more. Yeah, nobody does. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it works either. I I shouldn't put on makeup. Okay, bye. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought we were. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, done. I'm there's, done. There's three feet of snow in Chicago. Like Flannery's doing the best that he can. Right, right. I was thinking about about this because you record. So um, we just started recording the Blackout Diaries as a podcast, you know, so I've been booking people for it. And it's interesting. The first question, first question every woman has asked is, are you recording film? Yeah. Not a single guy has ever asked. That. They just <laughs> show up right out of the shower or like me done shoveling snow, like unaware and uncaring of <laughs> whether video is on or not. Because I've yeah. learned my lesson. 
I feel like there's been so many times I've been like, it doesn't matter. And then I look like I look like I just came out of a fucking hurricane and I'm saying the most (laughs) insane shit. And it's like, I guess that's the clip. (laughs) <laughs> that's that was just the clip that we're gonna use just that one. <laughs> um we can we can jump into the middle of it doesn't matter but uh Great. uh brad pitt is producing beetlejuice 2 i wanted to see what you guys thought what movie doesn't have a sequel that you thought totally deserves a sequel i found a list of if you need help i have a list of movies that don't have sequels well, to me, it's like, do I, like, does it need one or do I want it? I want big business. I want to be in big business. I want <laughs> yes. a remake of it. I want a sequel of it. I want to know how the the marriages went. I want to know how Seth Green grew up. Like, I want to know where those characters are. <laughs> he doesn't grow v- up very tall. I know that. But like, <laughs> yeah. one of the things that I, I watched that movie because of you, I watched big business and I was like, it's a movie for kids starring two women in their late forties. <laughs> like that rules. Bette Midler and Lily Zalman. Yeah. Yeah. Here comes. Yeah. So that's my answer. Big well, business who, too. Who really does want a C? I mean, that the question of like whether. Right. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Go on, Lindsay. No, no, no. As you were saying. I, I really wasn't saying anything. I was just I was just saying Mike asked. Joe, what, uh, Kilgallen, what movie deserves a sequel that uh, hasn't gotten one? Roadhouse. Roadhouse 2. Yeah. I want He's Sweden. dead. There's no way there isn't a Roadhouse 2 that was directed video. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, Last Call is what it's called. Roadhouse 2, <laughs> colon, Last Call. Uh, and it looks like it went to video 2006 with nobody from the original. That's late. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well so they did it remember they did a dirty dancing to havana night yes that was, yes that was also that was also really late. crazy late okay yeah true lies I'm happy to see beetlejuice oh yeah i'll do true lies i've worked with the terrorists from that movie oh really <laughs> oh yeah i was in an un- unpicked up pilot with him and he played a goofy dad and he said it was his first time not playing a bad guy yeah. Which is fucked because he's been acting for forty years. Like, wow! wow. It the was guy his first played... time not being a terrorist. Isn't the guy who played the Somali pirate in that Captain Phillips movie like just struggling? Well, they he fucked him over. At the time, yeah, Barkat Abdi. Yeah, they didn't pay him a lot, and they like. I think he had to pay his own way to the Oscars. Like, they really didn't treat him great. And then I don't know what else he would have been cast in, but it was fucked up. He'd be a dad in a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goodwill Hunting. No sequel to Goodwill Hunting. Except in that uh, Kevin Smith movie, right? Isn't that part of the. Oh, the joke? is there is one? It's, I think so. I think maybe in Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I, the, the so I have, like, a, I have a theory on that movie. Have you rewatched that movie? Because I, I actually think that movie is actually an atrocious script, but uh, <laughs> Gus Van Zandt, didn't he direct it? It's like so well directed yeah. and it is well acted. Um. But it'd be interesting to see a sequel to that because I don't think it would be unless they could get the same director. I don't think it would be good. Didn't I have an issue with the title of that movie? What is your it issue? Sounds, it sounds poetic, like you're hunting for goodwill. But like, no, his name's just Will Hunting, and he's good. <laughs> he, that's the thing is that the character is good. It sucks. I hate it so much. I mean. Yeah. What is uh, it's hard to titles are hard, okay? Well, let's rename fashion. it. Let's rename Goodwill Hunting. 
It's not yeah, your fault. We'll start with Lindsay. Uh, no, how about them apples? That's what it should. How been. about them apples? <laughs> that's that would that's a different tone for that movie for yeah. sure. That doesn't get really, The janitor does math. <laughs> I don't know. Math janitor. Math janitor. <laughs> math janitor is a good one. They always I, have like good names in like foreign countries. Like you'll find out like Die Hard is Barefoot Man Walks on Glass or something like. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, ET has no sequel. Yeah. And oh, I was going to say, E.T.'s mm. foreign title is uh, Penis Finger Rides the Bike. <laughs> Wait, you guys, I'm going to show you something that'll disgust you or not. Maybe you'll be into it. But it's a sexual E.T. drawing with Reese's Pieces. Why did you Jesus. have that ready to go? Wait, uh, wait, and uh, I missed I missed the E.T. element in that. Yeah, so, I, I'm trying well, to Well, E.T. is right here. Oh, and he's then there's Reese's pieces to her pussy. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's on his so, way down south. So he, why oh. is he, it's just weird that he's so little. They yeah, just, she's a big woman. Right, she's gigantic. <laughs> it's this is not to scale. <laughs> yeah, it's not to scale because the Reese's pieces are are to scale to, for her. Or it's and to ET, they'd be enormous. Yeah, right. There, he's too many. But I would like to see them alien style go to the ET planet, and you call it ETs. Uh, and then you just get to see different types of ETs. See what he's like at home in his own in his own place. Yeah, right? you find out he's a pervert. <laughs> you find out he is an old man and he's a pervert on on his planet. And, and he's and like, "Thank God, changes. I finally found the Reese's pieces on this planet." <laughs> I don't know, super bad. I don't care. I'll watch one. I'll, I'll watch Beetlejuice two, or I'll never see it. I don't know. I'm yeah. done with. I don't care. Field of Dreams two. This one, Arnold Rothstein comes through the uh, the the corn and he starts fixing the games again for the white Sox. <laughs> that's my, idea. I did my history fair project in high school about the black Sox. Did you? Yeah. That's I was really? So you were like, I get that joke. Lisa <laughs> yeah. was arrested at a white Sox game. <laughs> yeah. You, it's impossible to get arrested at a white Sox game. <laughs> yeah. And it's glad I was so blacked out. I have no idea what I did, but you jumped onto the field and beat up the first base coach of the Royals. No, Cause you would have seen that on the news. Oh, that I that wasn't I you. That. It's a different guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember that? Remember that one? I don't, but I love the movie Fever Pitch. I'd like to know how their babies are doing. Fever Pitch mm. too. Yeah, uh, uh, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that turn out? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. How did that turn out for everyone? It's called P2 for no reason. (laughs) Well, the actor thought he was Jesus. He's like, you know, I was 33 when I did that movie. And it's like, no one cares. Like, everybody involved involved with that movie is problematic. Not Mel Gibson. No, you're right. Stan Mel. Jim Caviezel. My favorite part of that movie. But by the way, his yeah, his initials are Jim JC. JC? I don't know. I'm I'm on board with his theory that he's got. <laughs> I saw that JC in the theater. I saw that down by uh, Second City or whatever. I think that was the theater. The I saw Piper's it. Alley. I saw it in Piper's Alley. There's just a part in that movie where Jesus is sitting at a table because Jesus Carpenter, famous Carpenter, and as someone goes, "What's this?" and he goes, uh, "People will sit and eat at it." <laughs> he invented the table. He invented the table in the movie just as a thing that happens. It's not in any Bible story I've ever heard, but Jesus invented tables <laughs> in that movie and I was mean, killed for it, brutally killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he I actually be. need a table. 
You need to accept well, Christ into your life. Jesus. No, I've I've been having such a hard time in my apartment, like overwhelmed by living in such a small space, blah, blah. And I just, and then I realized all, I think a table and a chair would fix a lot of my problems. I think so too. Yeah, I'm I mean, going to get a table soon. Soon, we'll see. I recommend tables. Am I going to help my life or not? Yes. <laughs> you know, there was going to be a Forrest Gump too. A script was written. Oh, I would have seen that. And, uh, you know, in the idea, obviously, with the Forrest Gump, he, he's at every major thing that happens in America. And then 9 uh, 11 happened. They were like, well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can table this. Did, speaking of tables, did you know right. that in the book, he becomes a professional wrestler known as the Dunce? Wait, it's uh, it's based on a book. It's a based on a. Yeah. It's one of those things where the book is worse. Right. No one has <laughs> read the book. Yeah. No one's read the book, but he, Perfe- he he becomes a wrestler. A pro wrestler named the Dunce. That actually would have. I felt like that would have been interesting in the movie. Well, they made a movie called Peanut Butter Wolf or something about uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. Peanut I Butter Wolf that. is a rapper. I like that, I like that movie. Yeah, P- yeah. yeah. Right. Peanut Butter Wolf. Peanut butter wolf. Chemist. I like that. Wait, did you guys hear the new Captain Hook Peter Pan theory on the internet? No, it no. isn't. No. That Captain Hook only tried to get Peter Pan. He never attacked any of the children, and maybe he was trying to stop Peter Pan from kidnapping children. Holy shit. Whoa. <laughs> and that Peter Pan's a little pedophile. I mean... <laughs> Too many peas. Peter Pan complex. <laughs> I like that you did that with your hand. There were were jazz fingers involved. That's that's your symbol for pedophile. It's like superstar, but pedophile. (laughs) Yuck. It it gave it just like a whimsy that the word pedophile needs. Yeah, we do need to rebrand pedophile. We've got to bring more joy to it. I thought it was me trying to like snatch a kid. That's what oh, I was well, got it. That is way different. <laughs> that's, yeah, we're done. I guess I'll log off. <laughs> no, we don't know what you're gonna do. We need you. Suddenly, actually to there's stay. a knock on my door, and it's the FBI, and you guys have called them. They're busy. Uh, I saw. I there's a list of icebreakers that I saw last week because uh, I didn't want to talk about Ukraine last week. One of them was, who was your childhood famous crush? I guess that means, like, what famous person did you have a crush on going up, growing up? Uh, I'm going to go with Elizabeth Shue. Eliz- all time. Elizabeth Shue. Right okay. side boob in the movie Cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Hamlet, too? I didn't. But I... She, I Elizabeth Shue plays herself, and she left... <laughs> It is such a good movie. Quizala, I feel like it's in your wheelhouse. Somehow I never saw it, but I, I do remember when it came it's out. It's a Steve Coogan comedy, but Elizabeth right. Shue plays herself and she's done with Hollywood and she's just a nurse at the sperm bank clinic. But she is Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. She's in uh, season three of Cobra Kai. I was a little, was a little disappointed. Yes, her, yes. But... She was weird in it. Yeah, she was kind of weird in it, but the... She wasn't good. Yeah, but still can't top, can't top Shue in the 80s. Well, how old were you when you had this crush, though? Because I want to know what the age range here is. Because when I was, like, eight, it was Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. But then when I was 11, it was Pamela Anderson. And Yasmin Bleeth. There was a tie there. Yasmin. Oh, this is all Baywatch. Those are all Baywatch. I I had had both their posters on my wall. I don't feel like that's surprising for you, Joe. I I like awesome shit, Lindsay. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You're like, I fucking love, I'm passionate about lifeguarding. I care about lifeguards. That probably gave a lot of little boys weird feelings about lifeguards. 
Yeah, I thought being a lifeguard yeah, was like him. a sexy job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I the thought... lifeguard of the Sandlot. Uh, I remember having. Yeah. Like a why her. isn't there more um, lifeguard porn? There should. Oh, well, you I've never sought it out. Maybe there is. Yeah, actually, I agree with that. I, I was always like, oh, I'm. I was like on the swim team, and I was like, I'm not hot enough to be a lifeguard. Lifeguards uh... have to be like very hot. And then, uh, and and now in retrospect, obviously, they're just supposed to save lives i mean (laughs) you gotta be pretty hot to swim though right you you're not allowed you're legally not allowed to be ugly if you go swimming but if you're too hot people will drown from being distracted Mm -hmm. forgetting to tread because of your boobs i mine didn't change i was jonathan taylor thomas and devin sawa Ooh, they're good no, one of the greatest things in my life is Devin Sawa and I, we follow each other on Twitter and he will respond to me and heart stuff and I'll like write him stuff and he'll respond. And I'm like, if I could go back in time and tell little kid me, well, I would have to explain Twitter, but it would be like, <laughs> you you get to internet a chat with this Devin. I mean, it's like, yeah. What was he in? So insanely jealous of that. Well, you know, I got it. He followed another friend and I wrote, are you fucking kidding me? And then he followed me. Like it wasn't, do it. See, I like to, I tweeted at him multiple times. I was like, are you okay? How are you doing? Maybe that's why. Maybe that's not. (laughs) What is Devin Sawa in? Uh, He was in Casper. Casper was like a sexual awakening. Casper, the friendly ghost. And he's Stan. (laughs) He's Stan, right? Yeah, and he was in Now yeah, and Then. In the his, Eminem video. His yeah. butt was in Now and Then. He was in he was Stan at the same time that I wanted to be in love with Eminem. I loved Eminem at the same time. So when they did Stan, I was like, I am overwhelmed. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I, I, I'm overwhelmed. They want me to choose. I can't choose. They're asking me to choose. Flannery, who's your crush? Yeah, you're older than us. What's it gonna be? Yeah, I don't know. So it's it's yeah, interesting that you page. bring that up. Because- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one person older than me, suck it. Sophie uh, Loren. Because <laughs> I felt like I was never like I, I would have crushes like everyone, but I, I felt like for some reason they were never super famous. Like I I always found like um, Rosanna Arquette to be beautiful, Teresa Russell, who's this actress that most people probably don't. I, I always liked like really curvy uh, actresses too. Hell yeah, Sean. Um, and then yeah. I always liked anyone from like a rock band that was like female led, like the Bangles. Or yes. Like that. Yeah. Susanna Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs is yeah. amazing. All-timer. Yeah. Yeah. It goes shoe, bonet, Hoffs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about musicians. I liked Hanson. Yeah, yeah. me too. I like but I was not surprised, Lindsay. <laughs> Joe, who was, uh, who was the musician you liked? Oh man, I any female bassist I was into. I know that's oh, kind yeah? of cliched, but like Kim DL, um, yeah, yeah, the Darcy. Darcy from Smashing Pumpkins, White Zombie yeah. had a female bassist. Uh, but I think t- to this day, I still think Joan Jett has the sexiest voice. Yeah, it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty great. Who hasn't gone what? yet? Traeger, Lisa did you go? And Joe and Quizala. Okay, Quizala hasn't gone. Yeah, uh, I mean, my, my, the one that comes to mind really. Uh, shows my very specific age because I was into uh, the most downloaded woman, Cindy Margolis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember her. Somebody and had to like, be downloaded that picture. 
it's so funny because it's like the sliver of time when the idea that you would download a picture made any sense and yeah that was her reign i fucking forgot that she went around being like i'm the most downloaded woman on the world wide web which is is like probably a lie like i don't think you could have measured that at the time but you know she was the first person to claim it so it was obviously (laughs) pam anderson or uh well jenny mccarthy I'm sure you know Britney this, Spears, but Spears. the JLo Grammy dress is what invented Google Images. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. like that green dress she wore, that mm-hmm. is what created Google Images. That's yeah. interesting. Janet Jackson's boob invented YouTube. Wow. Hmm. That's you right. Made that you made that up. So, really? Somebody's like, well, did yeah, you see was... Janet Jackson? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, I think, no, I and think I couldn't you find the TiVo. Tiva. It was. It was. It was the most. <laughs> Tiva already existed uh, in the. No, 2000- but it was the most. Like it crashed Tivo servers <laughs> because everyone kept rewinding back. it and replaying it, and like Tivo's infrastructure wasn't prepared to handle a Super Bowl's worth of people pausing and restarting the same fucking thing. Fucking Joe Manchin. Um, they should have fucking known better. <laughs> um, I was so lucky. I got to watch the Oscars where Moonlight and um, La La Land was switched yeah. to through. But I was with like 12 to 20 gay men. And it was the funnest. It was pausing backwards. And then we, each time we watched it, we would stare at one person's face. Yeah. And then like do analysis of every moment. And it was just like so much fun. That's a like genre a of uh, fight. Like if you wa- you can watch the Juwan Howard slap video and someone breaks down like what's happening. Like that's like a whole so genre. Fun. That's very I, fun. I didn't yeah. know that. It was my first time doing it. And I was like, it was so cool to just zoom in on face by face. That's very exciting. I, I I will watch any brawl or any like breakdown video where somebody's like, and if you look over here, and like yeah. I said, yeah, like, like it's the Zapruder film. Yes, I yeah. the Zapruder film, great example, one of my favorite movies. That should be the reason YouTube exists. That yeah. Film. Do you know <laughs> who brought that to the public? Dick no, Gregory, comedian Dick Gregory oh, had shit. a copy. Of oh, it. played it on Geraldo. Pre-fame Geraldo. My crushes were oh, yeah. um, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Oh, Nick Carter. Similar, but yeah. 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 Nick Carter was another. Not yeah. Aaron Carter. Um, I went to his concert, uh, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't as fuckable to me. Okay. No. I thought I liked Aaron Carter for a minute because I thought I had a better chance with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Same reason people Playing are the odds. Into, I'm into Jamie Lynn Spears. I honestly think I could hook up with Yasmin Bleeth today if I met her. I think you could. I, I think single. she had a meth addiction. Exactly. exactly. That's what yeah. Joe's saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brings her down a few notches into the territory. Was she on Celebrity Rehab? I think so. Okay. Man. What kind sad. of name is Yasmin? Yasmin Bleeth. Yeah, Bleeth is is somehow weird. That's rough. But yeah, I've never met another Yasmin. Oh, maybe Jasmine. You've met a Yasmin. I've met a Yasmin, yeah. Yasmin? It depends on how you pronounce Jasmine, right? Um Yasmin. I I wanna say it was like Middle Eastern. But her father is Philip of Russian Jewish and German Jewish descent. And her mother is from from Algeria. Algeria. There you go, with French ancestry. So yeah, wow. sounds French. We hmm. think about it. Yasmin Bleeth. I don't know. Interesting. Um, Kilgallen, question for you. How do you feel about this baseball lockout? Real quick. I know that everybody's going to be uh, not care about it, but are you pissed? No, I don't know anything about it at all. So I would actually love so, uh, some. Give us a little primer. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's uh, the owners suck as usual. Uh, and the Cubs, especially because now they're talking about trying to buy Chelsea, yeah. which is, you know, Chelsea football club in English premier league for like $4 billion. So the last three years, the Cubs have let go of some of their star players saying they couldn't afford them. And the owner even said they had biblical losses during the pandemic season. And now they have an extra 4 billion lying around to help bail out a Russian oligarch. So just bad on all fronts. And yeah, it's no, it's just a bad look. I'm always gonna be on the side of the players. Cause they're the show. Literally that's what you pay to see. Um, but there's always fans that are going to be like, well, the owners have to do that. Imagine if comedians and comedy club owners were going at it and there were people supporting the owners. You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You're supporting chairs and a bar top and stuff like that. <laughs> um, just a bunch of, just a bunch of Mitzi shores. <laughs> like, um, no, I think, I think it sucks, but I, I've been so caught up in other things that like, it's sad to watch my favorite sport, you know, sl- have like the slowest suicide ever. Because they're they're really dumb. It's really sh- short sighted. Because there's so many options now. We could watch a million things all the time. Yeah. And baseball's already slow, and they're already losing fans because of the nature of the game. And the, the future of it looks even shittier. People can watch slap fighting now. We talked about it. Like the slap fighting championships are coming. Uh. Everything. So, so it's not gonna be fixed anytime soon. You think they're gonna risk all the losses? I think it'll, I think maybe in June, because here's the thing, major league baseball knows the owners don't make that much money in April. That's like their worst month business wise. So they, but the players still get paid the same, you know, they get paid the same throughout the season. So the owners are like, we could sacrifice a month in hopes that you blink first because it's our shitty month. Right. And it's like a comedian going, I'm not going to work in December. All right, fine. Uh, So (laughs) The, the players, though, know that the owners had this planned all along, which is why the owners were so slow to actually negotiate. So the players might say, all right, well, we're going to fuck you because we're happy. We'll, we'll risk it. Screw it. We'll sit out the month of May. And if baseball misses to over 25 games, all their TV deals, they lose a bunch of money on them, like good money. So mm-hmm. the owners are hoping they'll just miss one month so they don't have any TV deal ramifications. But the players might say, screw it. We're going to just the fans are on our side anyway. We're not blinking. We're, it's basically a big pissing contest. But, of course, the players are right because player salaries have gone down four years in a row. Base, the average or the base pay for a Major League Baseball player is the lowest of the four big sports, uh, male sports, of course. Uh, and so, like, there's just a lot there where I think the players have a good case and the owners won't even open up their books. So we don't even know what they're telling the truth about revenue. Man. They play so 162 games, and yeah, I don't. Fo- I know I don't follow uh, contract shit. That's wild. Um, yeah, it's the longest season and the lowest pay of the four sports and the sport. This is what pisses people off. The commissioner said the last five years have been tough. They've even with the pandemic season, they still profited and they've made more money since 2010. They're they've gone up every year, so there's no dip in the revenue from Major League Baseball. So it's just. It's a lot of well, bad how, faith negotiations. But how are how the Ricketts did, family going to give money to Trump's 2024 campaign if they pay the players? Well, they could have, you know, at least gotten. Uh, first of all, also, the owners are charging astronomical prices. I don't know a single player who was like, we need $15 beer because at Dodger Stadium and Wrigley Field beers like nearly like, what, 14, 15 bucks now. I yeah. thought that for a while, Dodger Stadium was totally affordable for like a blue collar family to go see a game, which was like one thing that I liked about it. But no, Dodger Stadium was for a while and way better than Wrigley. Wrigley is the most expensive tickets in the country. 
Yeah. Dodger Stadium's massive though. They they've got fifty five thousand, where Wrigley's only like forty thousand. And so Comiskey, you can go on a holiday for nine dollars. Like you can truly sit in the <laughs> Comiskey's for nine dollars. Yeah, they have, yeah. I think on on one of the weekdays, hot dogs. It's like buy one get four free. <laughs> yeah. so it's some ridiculous, you know. It's like if ten cent beer night, but hot dogs. <laughs> It's like cheaper than eating out is to go to a White Sox. Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's is expensive now. I don't know if you guys have realized that's not going out, but it is expensive. It is. I don't, I don't pay attention to prices expensive. either. Fast I finally looked up at a gas right station and I'm like 475. Holy shit. Now I understand why people are mad. I just pay whatever it is. And then I realize <laughs> later I'm losing money. Yeah. In Europe, they pay like a thousand dollars or something to fill up their when my uh, my last show I did in Chicago before I moved out here was at Zany's Vernon Hills, and the headliner was talking about how it cost him seventy dollars to fill up his RV, and the crowd gasped. <laughs> and uh, that was two thousand seven, and that's what it <laughs> fucking cost me now to fill up a fill up a Ford. Um, not a Ford. Do you have a big car? And eh, not really. Not really. I, th- my thing, and I tweeted this. Sorry to repeat this in any way, but like. If you take premium gas, you cannot complain about gas prices. Like it's such bullshit. People mm-hmm. like this, yeah. like famous people or people that you know have luxury vehicles complaining about gas. Like the, I will slit their throats. It really, <laughs> it really pisses me off. You can't do that. I paid fifty bucks to fill up my two thousand nine Honda Fit. Yeah, you can be upset <laughs> mm-hmm. about that. That, that makes yeah, sense. Right. That makes me mad. Yeah. I have a very luxury 2006 Ford Fusion with a Bernie sticker. High five. Um, <laughs> wait, I heard Honda Fits have a lot of cup holders. Yeah, but well, I mean, yeah. I, I got guess. the Honda cup holder. <laughs> I didn't that, know that. That was sounded a rumor like a Byron Allen. Uh, question. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, do a hundred fits have a lot of? <laughs> Let me check. Um, I guess. I don't know. Mine is old, so it doesn't have anything really great. I wanted to do a positive baseball question, so I don't know who's your favorite player, current and all time. Let's do current first because I wanted this is be fascinating to me to see if what type of besides uh, Kilgallen, what type of names get thrown around here. I'll go first, but yeah. I don't know the name, but Joe will. I love the guy on the Braves with the pearl necklace. Jock Peterson. Peterson. That's my number one guy. He is awesome. Didn't they ask him why he did that? And he goes, I guess it's, I'm just a bad bitch or something like yeah, that. And <laughs> I was like, this guy fucking rules. His, there's a great video of him after they clinched to go to the World Series where like his family's sitting like second or third row and his wife basically hands their three-year-old daughter over to him. And she, and he grabs the daughter to go take her to pee because the little girl had to pee and they knew the bathroom by the dugout was closer. So it's kind of, yeah, he's, he's a good family guy. He's, he's funny. He, he likes the fans. He's cool. I like that guy. Former Dodger, former Cub. So one vote for Jack Peterson. Kilgallen, who's your favorite current player? Still my guy over my shoulder here, Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. Um, very charitable guy. Did a couple of his shows to raise money for cancer. So uh, he's, yeah, good dude. Uh, caught the final out for the Cubs World Series. He did put it so in his anyone pocket. off the Cubs. Yeah, Flannery. How about you? I don't know if I have a. a I can definitely answer the historic one. Okay. As you know, I'm really into 19th century baseball because they were like so crazy. <laughs> like I, I love the stories about it. Um, current. I'll go. I'll, I'll second Anthony Rizzo for uh, for All current right. players because uh, I, I do Rizzo. like him. I'm gonna go Javi Baez just to just to give you guys another option. 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of swagger there. Lindy Who's Gianni. your historic guy, Flannery? Well, I debate between Rube Waddell and Big Ed Delante are like my two favorites. Rube Waddell is fucking that guy is it's it's almost He's the most hilarious. It's baseball the most hilarious player baseball player. Yeah, most hilarious. The, the dollop's baseball. biggest podcast. Not to cut you off. That dollop podcast. Yeah, great podcast. Yeah. They do like, you know, it's history, but they did a whole episode about the Rube. And it's I think Gareth was telling me it's like their biggest episode still to this date. I'm like seeing millions. Gareth tomorrow. Tell him I said hello. Ask him about Rube Waddell. This guy would pitch, right? And he was either he or Cy Young were the best pitcher, like in 1906, 1907, 1908. But the other team, if they just like held up puppies, or if a fire truck went by, he would would run. He would run off the mound and chase fire trucks in a game. (laughs) And they'd have to go find this motherfucker. He he went he went missing like I don't know anything about baseball but I I know this guy because he's a comedy legend in my comedy in my legend. <laughs> but he know. would go he'd go missing and then they like they couldn't find him and they found out he was wrestling alligators with the circus. <laughs> like come on, that's just like the best. Yeah, and he would leave games just to go fishing. Yeah, he, yes, yeah. yes, yes. They would like, they, <laughs> like any dime that he wasn't on the mound. It's just the plot of Nightmare Alley. Like, what is <laughs> just at all times? What's he would ask name? to be paid in cookies. He would ask to be paid in cookies in some months. You know, he'd be like, yeah. "I don't want to hold on to any cash. There were I just want cookies." Specific people that had to bunk with him on the road, and they had it in their contract that he couldn't eat crackers in bed. <laughs> <laughs> His name is, what's um, his name? I have to write it down. Rube Waddle. Rube R U B E and then Waddell W A D D E L L or Waddle. He's the, hilarious. Oh like every God. like if you just go to his Wikipedia article, you'll spend ten minutes reading it just laughing. Like every it's just story. But you after can pick. Story. You can pick like Ed Delahanty. This guy like this guy's an eighteen hundreds player, the the best player in baseball. He f- got drunk, wandered off of uh, a train, and fell into to Niagara Falls and died. Yeah. Best player this, in the world at the this time. This is one of my favorite stories to tell in terms of how much uh, society has changed with our fascination with sports. So, like, in the 19th century, the best player in the world died going over Niagara Falls drunk. Like, could you imagine if, like, LeBron James <laughs> just died tomorrow? Because he got in a Baseball drunken the fight number on a train one sport. and went over Niagara Falls. And apparently his last words were when the conductor threw him off, they threw him off on, on, on the bridge and they're like, you know, walk that way. And they were warning him, like, you're in Canada. They're not going to care that you're a professional baseball player here. Uh, you know, so don't don't raise so much hell if you run into the cops. And his, his last words were, I don't care if I'm in Canada or hell. <laughs> Which I think are just like the greatest last words. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm reading the Wikipedia for Rube Waddell. Yeah. And yeah. it's... <laughs> Yeah, like, like, like they said, you'll get lost. It's like it's so funny. Com- it's a compelling. Oh, what did you read? God. Tell me what you read. But did he I have mean, a brain injury? I read at the age of three, or he was a decidedly different sort of child. At the age of three, he <laughs> wandered over to a local fire station and stayed there for several days. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was the best pitch. Like you can look at his statistics. Like. And you'd be like, Jesus Christ, this guy this was a great pitcher. we should be pitcher. writing a script about. We were talking about which sequels should be yeah. making. Like, well, how, we should be yeah. doing a Rube Waddell movie. Honestly, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. That Yeah, I, that's just such a weird fact. Like, also, what were his parents? They were just like... 
People don't have parents in the the turn of the 20th century. A three-year-old. My son will be three at the end of April. I can't imagine him leaving the house, let alone being like, (laughs) I'm going to the station. Sounds like you don't want a pitcher. He yeah. just stayed there. That, there's so much more that needs to be said about yeah. that. Whole life thing. was hard. Life was oh, different. Yeah. There's, I mean, like this guy has so many stories that they just have on the Wikipedia page. They have to like blow past so many things like that where it, it'll be like, you know, he saved a woman from drowning, accidentally shot a friend through the hand and was bitten by a lion. And like, they just have to keep moving because there's other stuff to Didn't get. Didn't he die trying to like help a town fix a flood? And he like, uh, he put the sandbags in, like, in the wrong order. He just got swept away. Like, that's how he died. He was just swept away. Oh, my God. There's like yes. a he died trying to fix a flood. <laughs> fix a no, flood. He, um, it's, yeah. It said he had pneumonia. And Didn't he get he got... married and not remember or something? <laughs> There's something We're a lot of pressure on Lindsay right now. To go I know. I, I go through all those stories. I, wish I knew how to read. Um, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> it's just the first time I'm learning. I mean, I don't know. I can't find something. Someone. Oh, here we go. People think he had autism. Uh, <laughs> That's where I was thinking. People yeah. think he had autism. I they just that. didn't. They didn't really know what to do. They did throw him in uh, a sanitarium, just because yeah. he got sick, and they were like, "Ooh, you're 37." That's disgusting. <laughs> um, and then he died. He was like 70 pounds when he died, or something. Like, he oh, was wasted I mean, away. Was interesting. Well, we'll um, have to think of a happier ending for our movie, but yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. That could be the words at the end of the thing. He, he, he did help with like a flood. There we go. Okay. He did help with a flood. Um, he got into a fist fight after making fun of a teammate's straw hat, which honestly, I would make fun of a teammate. Yeah, straw that sounds in the realm of possibility with everyone in this Zoom. Excuse me. Nice straw hat. A straw hat. Um. <laughs> He had a drinking problem, well, and he had three wives. Damn, this we guy, love him. He sounds great. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Do you want to pick a different baseball player? Anybody who's your all-time favorite? Canerco. Paul Canerco. Canerco's great. Yeah, that was a good ball player. Paulie. Yeah, sure. Clutch. Is he the greatest? Um, White and Sox? he could have left, and he stayed. You know? Uh, no, Frank Thomas is still better Frank than him. Frank Thomas. up there. <laughs> Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Bo Jackson. Was a, was a oh, Bo good. Jackson. That's a fun one. No reaction yeah. to Frank Thomas, but Paul Canerco. I know my first Sox game was with Frank Thomas. <laughs> Love Frank Thomas. Big hurt. I get it. But um, Canerco threw a bag of seeds at my brother-in-law, and I will forever be thankful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Jack McDowell? Black Jack. I don't know who that is. That, you lost me. Okay. Pitcher, uh, same year Frank Thomas won an MVP. He won side. He, on, I believe. he was probably a little bit before your time of being a fan because he was like good in the very early nineties. Ninety, yeah, ninety-three. Yeah. What yeah. if I said shoeless Joe Jackson? Shoeless Joe Jackson. He was great. He was great. He signed uh, his name with an X. <laughs> Most hits right. in World Series history in the nineteen nineteen World Series or something like that. There's a recent picture with long hair that I like. Uh, well, oh, there's a few now. The Mets have uh, Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, they yeah. call him Thor. Noah Syndergaard. Thor's on the on the Angels now. Yep. Andre Dawson. Well, Andre makes Dawson. sense because you got you're on the mound. You got the long hair, the flow. 
I like that. Has For a had, picture, long hair works. I wonder had, if you would. I was going to say, I wonder if you'd be allowed to dye it white to like oh. cloud the ball. I don't yeah. know if you'd be allowed to do that or not. Mm. It were natural because there's been pictures with white hair, but it's never long. Yeah, Whitey Ford. Yeah, he didn't grow it long a, then. Manager. Phil Necro had white hair toward the yeah. end. Yeah, he we're, cheated we're like a motherfucker. We're turning this into a deep anyway. cut baseball uh, podcast here. <laughs> we are. But those get but that is another interesting guy because Phil Necro didn't he cheat like nobody's business? Oh like, yeah, he was he, at one point. Didn't he do an ad for Vaseline or yeah. something like that? He's like, this <laughs> yeah. is how I, you know, this he is would put so much shit like on the bill of yeah. his hat, then just put it on his fingers, and when he threw the ball, the shit made it spin crazy, and they would go check him for like nail files and like all this like shit that he'd put on the ball to fuck with the batter. In the movie Major League, the pitcher Harris is his last name. I forget the first name. He was using all the stuff. That was inspired by Phil Necro. Yeah. And one of the best lines is when Bob Euchre says KY ball as the ball comes out of his hand because he was using KY as well to lube up the ball. Look at Lindsay's face. Oh, I'm just, I got. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm reading the Wikipedia for Rube without like waddles. So, because I just don't know anything about baseball. He Start with play. Rube. Yeah, that's a good place to start. That'll he was explain in a play. baseball. Yeah, it's Lindsay, Sean, Joe, Joe, and Lisa. Please, please, please hit subscribe if you have not. If you're enjoying the show, pass it along. Don't keep that shit to yourself. That would help me if you passed it along. I'm not paying for advertising. You are my advertising. There's still more show. If you want video of this panel or the video that comes after, and every panel and every video since March of 2020, that is on the show's Patreon. Patreon.com slash Brido. B-R-I-D-O. Later in the show... Richie Serjanko thinks it's Brito because he's only read it, but it's Brito. On the Patreon, I'm up through 1964 and the World Series reviews. I'm slacking. I'm ready for 65. I'm so sorry if you've been waiting for that. There are 51 Chicago Comedy History Project bonus shows, so that's 51 shows that are interviews for a book that I'm putting out. If you want to support the show or just to tip me for entertainment rendered, the show's Patreon is also where you go. And one more time, the address is patreon.com forward slash Brido. If you want even more of me, I've been co-hosting Power Moves with Mike Burns, another podcast that you should check out wherever you're listening to this. Okay, we'll be back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. This show was brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape with black belt instructor and bona fide hunk JJ motherfucking bar. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go platter the fuck out of life until it taps. No coast Brazilian jujitsu. Tell him Brido sent you. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners tournament style these guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and tv alive during this podcast tony's a film nerd 
Joel is a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle Podcast anywhere you download your podcast. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine, so maybe you'll like our show, too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. (laughs) These guys fuck. (laughs) Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. It's 311, so you know those guys got down, down, down. Now here's the thrilling conclusion of Lindsay, Sean, Joe, Joe, and Lisa. Please, please, please hit subscribe. Did you guys know Lindsay's cat is TikTok famous? Yeah, I, I have heard this. Yes, TikTok what famous cat. Really? Why is it TikTok famous? Um, because it sounds like she says "ow" when I'm clipping her nails <laughs> in this does. one video. <laughs> I saw and, the video. It's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty and, funny. So people are like very excited about it and not excited by me, but that's fine. A million views or something. Would you guys um, want to do stand-up comedy in the metaverse? No. Is that like... With virtual reality. Oh. Like that's what they're trying to do with Facebook or whatever. You put on goggles and that's... And you you don't know what I'm talking about? The I don't want to do that. (laughs) Wait. does anyone else like stand up comedy aside find it really strange that they just uh, assume this is going to be a healthy way to interact socially? It's like, fucking like, crazy. They don't care. They're trying to control anonymity. us. You think that's what they sit in the meeting going, is this healthy or not? No, Sean. It's like you've not been on planet Earth. They make all of their decisions based on our health, Lisa. But it's like no one's going to want to do that. It's not going to create a better meeting experience unless it's totally even like this you know like because we can't all get together in the same room is so much better than if we are all dressed in weird outfits what if i was a dragon Mm. yeah i would like that good point (laughs) sounds i would like that if we could be animals it would be different if we could be animals then that changes the game for me this is a kid's song that you wrote Lindsay. right if we could be animals it could be different exactly if that that's a great name for a kid's song sean there's there is a certain segment of the population that thinks whatever is new is better and awesome and if you don't get on board with what's new you're just some old person who's still listening to the radio and stuck in the past i have a little bit of that I, i i hate that though because you don't want to be either. You don't want to be someone who thinks everything 20 years ago was the better. You don't want to be that person. But you definitely don't want to be the person who goes, oh, NFTs, I'm sold. Like, that's, you got to have some <laughs> skepticism. <yeah. laughs> some new stuff sucks, right? Like, I'm putting I all mean, my money in crypto. Here's, here's my art. This isn't really an argument, but it's like what makes me question it is that things that seem really, really stupid, like indecided, like absolutely they're stupid, then become really popular. And then I get confused. And then I'm like, oh, maybe they were cool. I just am confused. Like I don't Trump? know what's right. cool. I, <laughs> I question myself, like the idea of Bitcoin, like- Or what like is- everyone having a cartoon ape 
that they yeah. own. It's yeah. like that is one of the well, like or objectively st- stupid things I've, fucking I've seen. Fucking bitmojis. I was like, no. And what is that? The bitmoji. Well, it, the apes they're are like free. Gone. They're free. The bitmojis cost yeah hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> They're free and harmless. Well, that's true. Well, the thing is, yeah, the the apes are like if you had to pay uh, tens of thousands of dollars, yeah, like for a bitmoji. It's like, yeah, that's where it gets. Why did those apes get to be a thing? Like, they're not good. And like, it's very unclear how this all started. Well, the theory is that these companies are paying these celebs to make it seem cool, and then regular people will ruin their lives buying it. I think it's they call it a pump and dump scheme. Yeah, are we are we pump pumping and dumping? There's a new this is pump the pump stage. We'll see if they dump. There's a new HBO Max documentary on like naked short selling, like in the GameStop thing, and I was just like, this is all fucked. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like it just yeah. seems like I no matter what, they will win, we will lose. They'll be like, there's some loophole where we invent stocks and like do all this. Sh-. Like it just seems terrible. And well, I, don't it, want it, I mean, I, I may be. I don't know that I necessarily followed this that closely, but the GameStop thing seemed like it was people at the very bottom trying to find ways to fuck people at the top, which I will support. I mean, yeah. I support yeah, well, it. I support it. And then yeah. the people at the top were like, "Hey, SCC." Stop these right. little people from fucking us. Exactly. They're using the, <laughs> the rules that we used to fuck them over uh, to get us, and now it, we have to stop it. Yeah. But then yeah. those rich people are now using the Reddit rules. Because think about it this way. Even like five, ten years ago, if you had a hot stock tip, you kept that shit to yourself. You yeah, weren't right. tweeting out to people, oh, my God, everyone buy this. But it makes sense, though, to do that because then everyone buys and it goes up. But I... I remember like my whole life, every movie or TV show, whenever someone knew something about the stock market, they kind of looked around going, here's what you want to do. You want to put your money. They made sure no one listened. They wanted to keep it to themselves. Now everyone's like, you got to fucking tweet and don't sell and hold I, I, I don't trust any of it now because of that. That guy that, uh, the guy that started the GameStop thing made $67 million off of it. Good Christ. Good on him. Mm-hmm. So donate all of it. Well, that's also, I think, like, there also is the line between, like, what will make money versus, like, what is actually good or cool. Because, like, a virtual reality stand-up comedy, we may think that that's bad, but someone could get rich. So it's like, are we saying things are bad or are we saying things are not profitable? I'm going to be the Dane Cook of virtual reality stand-up. <laughs> Your high energy in the metaverse? Yeah. I'm going to be a drag. like MySpace? <laughs> someone mean... on the internet said that crypto is just MLMs for men. <laughs> It's like selling, you know, um, Avon. It's like a mess. It's not, nothing like makes a pyramid sense. scheme. Yeah, I have uh, a yeah. Teresa Lee on here sometimes. I think she's into it because she'll say stuff like, "Yeah, but what is actual money? Like that's not real either." And well, I'll be like, right. "Yeah, I have Bitcoin, <laughs> but I it was under the direction of men." Yeah. <laughs> <The> duress. <laughs> I bought it under duress. <laughs> I bought I bought it under the direction of my old boss and um and my husband and nobody with um, loopy handwriting buys crypto. Yeah, I was like, what's this name? Um I was like, cool. So I have it. So actually, if we cannot talk shit about Bitcoin, I have it. Okay. I have it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um do you want to do a hard transition into politics? I just nothing that serious. I just wanted to say, 
this woman who heckled Joe Biden while she while he was talking about uh, brain cancer. Do you get to heckle somebody if you're sitting proudly next to the woman that said gazpacho police? Like, no one cares anymore. It's kind they of get, weird, though, that, that this happens at every state of the union now, yeah. it seems like. We're, it's like, okay, who's going to be – it's like we have the opposition's response, but then somebody has to get the opposition heckle in, you know. Yeah, and, it's yeah. a fundraiser now. You know it's going to happen. I just don't care if anyone heckles Joe Biden. Like, heckle away. I, I don't know. I have no interest. <laughs> I guess I've so. read a thing that the reason these maniacs it's like they're normalizing maniac behavior. Yep. And so then it's like chiller and chiller like that bitch. They were at the fucking a white nationalist thing. Yeah. We're yeah. like sitting around and making these clown Nazi clowns be like, oh, that's not that bad. And then I, I can't even it's like we're living in a dystopian nightmare. And I just I don't even know how to handle it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lisa, are I'm you not handling um... it? Look at this pile. I just like I'm done. <laughs> Lisa, keep that to yourself. Are you are you Ukrainian or Russian, Lisa? It's very complicated. I'm having a really hard time. I was born in Odessa in the former Soviet Union, present day Ukraine. I'm a Russian speaking Jew. And I thought I was Russian. And I'm talking to my sister. She's like, I never thought we were like, I don't know what I am. I don't uh, think I'll ever be allowed to speak Russian in my homeland ever again. Like, I don't think I'll be able to go to my birthplace. Um, I don't, um, I don't know. It's um, obviously it's like, you have to do what you have to do with like, not, escalating like violence with lots of countries and like a full-scale war so i understand the like sanction shit and all of that but it breaks my heart because these people of russia are going to starve to death they are getting arrested on the streets for protesting like they do not want this they don't know better and so it's like you're ruining the lives of citizens that are getting the shit beat out of them and they're about to starve and struggle to death too it's like I, I, yeah, I hate seeing the videos of the Russian police beating the shit out of citizens, but they also do have state run media and a lot of them are brainwashed and do believe in this war. And it's like, I don't know. And I'm hoping someone on the inside, someone brought up the oligarchs are not going to continue sitting there as they lose billions. I'm hoping someone kills him. I don't know. I don't see this going. Yeah. I, I don't see any other options than someone on the inside being able to murder Putin. That's, That's what exactly like Lindsey Graham Lindsey Graham said that and he got like in trouble for it. I was like Well because say? he's a oh. fucking politician yeah. and a fucking dipshit in a studio apartment. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> It's true. No, he said it. I was like, let it. Yeah, he's right, though. Kind of. I I was just talking to my mom yesterday about exactly the same thing. Because she was like, you know, our family's Ukrainian. I was like, mom, like decades, decades ago. Um, But you guys hashing a plan? You and your mom? Yeah, my mom and I were actually. No, but I think that's what's going to happen because he, he is creating like the most insane environment for the people like there's they have to revolt they're going to they they are you know what i mean like something's gonna happen someone's gonna have enough money to like go at it he's just so isolated yeah that's what's hard like i think like people are tasting his food it's not like you can just walk into the office right and so that's what's really fucked but you know they do weird things with um high class chemicals and i don't know i don't know but it is someone's gonna have to sacrifice themselves also it's like they're also doing this like technological warfare within the country of like one of the most technologically advanced countries like like that russia is like the go-to for like all the software development and like 
like all that propaganda. shit and then they're but they're cutting off their internet so it's like somebody is gonna be smarter than this i just have to believe that you know what i mean did you see trump's idea <laughs> yeah yeah that, no, that was, was hilarious it? he wants to <laughs> bomb russia Good. But put okay. uh, Chinese flags on our uh, on our planes. So, so re- Russia Russia retaliates against China, not us. Wow, well, great! Good Trump twenty twenty four. I do want to say, but like, I would. I mean, can do you think anyone in America would ever be that brave? Like the Ukrainian people, just fucking holding mines with their hands. Like, no, no. they no. truly are. <laughs> No, it's I think the Ukrainians are are much wild. much more brave than Americans, but I do think there is a difference of being perceived as a foreign adversary. Like, it's weird. We Americans, we only picture ourselves fighting other Americans. Or but I think if another country actually were able to like try to invade America, I think we would see more uniformity than we expect. But I don't think we would reach the level of bravery and uniformity Ukraine has. I don't know. I would argue that state to state, we would separate. I would argue that like, if there was like an invasion that started in California, that like other states would close their quote unquote, close their borders Uh to like, and, and be like, great, keep it over there. We don't want your like, whatever, this is your fault somehow. Cause I feel like that's what America does more than anything else. They would take, yeah, they always like, Oh, you have a hurricane? I'm not going to sign a thing for your disaster relief. Yeah. I'd like some for my tornado. Yeah. yeah, we can't. This country can't sacrifice for shit anymore. I yeah. mean, these Ukrainians are truly sacrificing so much. And I just don't see us. We and people fucking flying mask a little bit. And pulling there. People. We could have. Yeah. Like He's right. In to fight. Like, I right. can't imagine yeah. flying from my land and going to go. Fight. Like, it's. Uh, go right. help Canada. Yeah. People here can't even pick up their dog shit. I didn't want to go to Indiana <laughs> for a show the other day. So. Well, and like the. And Poland and the way Poland's reacting and like them being. Because so they know like, they're next. Well, yeah. Oh, Quizala. Yeah. I mean, and being so like welcoming and it's like America, you think America, you think that like Texas, if something was happening with a bordering state, do you think Texas would be like, come stay with us? Absolutely not. <laughs> like in, not in a million years, they would collect all their guns and go none for you. I'd say, I don't want your war. You know, yeah. I don't want your war. <laughs> I got it, Joe. I got it. Thanks, man. Sean, did you need to go at three? Did you say or? Uh... Uh, yeah, I am. I should probably just take off now. I got to take uh, one of my kids to tennis lessons. All right. Ew. <laughs> Whoa. What about the Ukraine war? Um... <laughs> You're a real busy beat. I mean, that's what's sick. It's like it's weighing on you. You're reading about it, and then you're just talking about random stuff again. It's like the most twisted reality. Yeah. I'll see you, everyone. It was great seeing you. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Good, Bye, you, Sean. Sean. Sean, Good to see you. Yeah. And I feel like up top too, it was like, wow, Zelensky's fucking hot. Wow, look at those chicks with God. They made us optimistic up top. They're yeah. like, look yeah. at these Russian fools. Their equipment's broken. And then it's like, they the social media, it's like the quickness of information where it's like, okay, this will be under control. And then it's like devastate, like, you know. I saw a yeah. headline today that Putin is sending almost 100% of the military there. Yeah. yeah. That seems like he's a like, bad idea. He's yeah. killing everybody in his... Because he can't uh, lose he's this. He's killing though. all his people. 
I heard the theory that his health isn't that great, and that's why he's doing all this. I've heard that he also. He wants a legacy. Yeah, which is why he's sending 100% of his forces to Ukraine, because you, obviously it would have been like if Hitler would have lost to Poland when he started World War II. That ends everything. So he's going full out on this, which is devastatingly sad and fucked up, you know? Somebody should fucking kill him. Yeah. Can we just have a Jason Bourne in there? What the fuck are yeah. we doing? I always, I'm we not always have one? like, how is it so we have hard? I don't think we have one. So many people. We need to get someone, a Jason Bourne. Someone is going to have to take one for the team. Like, one of the guys testing his food is going to have to, like, take one for the team and just, like, do Force it them. and, like, like murder-suicide. Yeah. Like, isn't the perfect crime killing somebody with like an icicle, like so that it melts and then all? Yeah, you... I heard a riddle about that, so that's probably <laughs> it's probably it's solid. cold in Russia. You kill. Heard him. a riddle. <laughs> kill him with an icicle and then yeah. you know, get away. Like, the we... evidence melts away. Yeah. Land an accident. Are you spoiling be... the Batman movie? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Okay, because that sounds like it'd be in the Batman movie, and I feel like it maybe right. Mr. Freeze was involved. <laughs> the Riddler, you said a riddle, so I yeah, got it. Right. Oh, okay. Who has the best Batman movie? Is it still Dark Knight, or are we saying it was uh, Michael Keaton and Jack? I Nicholson? think it's Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I, it's I don't just remember. Hard to... I haven't you, seen I... one Batman movie in my life. Yeah, I don't Neither think I have you? either. Really? How about that's like hard to escape? So yeah. I recommend you guys. <laughs> I, impressive. I know that I had to be carried out of whatever the one where uh Seal sang Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> Batman, Forever. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. I had to be carried out of it because I was at that age where I was scared of death and like his parents okay. died in the beginning and I panicked and my mom was like, I guess we can't see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And then I never saw a Batman movie again because I was like, I hate you. Traumatized. You should see yeah. Dark Knight. I swear to you, you will enjoy there's, it. There's this guy named Heath Ledger, okay? Heath and Ledger. there's a little character called the, the Joker. Wait, Heath who? Yeah. He, he just he wants me. to see the world burn. Are we talking about crushes again? Because <laughs> mine's the Joker. Because <laughs> mine. <laughs> um... Okay, so they weren't wearing masks at the State of the Union. Are we done? Are we done with this? Everybody's done. In in my life, just walking around, it's it, the a switch had been flipped, and yeah. I, don't know, I, I don't know. I don't know when it happened. A giant concert at Staples Center. I did not wear a mask, and I soul cycle in a tiny, tiny, sweaty room. No mask Ooh. now. I'm done. Ooh. Wow! Wow! Even wow, wow. Chicago Public Schools sent an email to us today saying that the kids don't need to wear them anymore. Oh, interesting. Optional. I wore my, a mask um, to the gym today. Did I went you? to the grocery store last night because I was just I had it in my hand. I follow yeah. rules. If I go to a place that says please wear a mask, yeah. I wear, yeah. of course. I'm not gonna well, fight. I'm also judging the people if I'm gonna be there for an extended period of time and I look like I'm around people who are reckless and then <laughs> I'll a judgment a, call. Yeah. It is it's my judgment call based on how you look and how you're what on the bus. I agree with that. I if if you like if you're look, at a monster truck rally, you might put it. Yeah. Out. Yeah. If, if like if I'm at a place where I think people are probably like bad, then I'm gonna put it on. But my pharmacist wasn't wearing one yesterday. I picked up prescriptions, and she was like, "Hi." I called myself out because like if I go to the gym and I see your whole face, I hate you and your guts. But on I did I had my show on Thursday and. No one was wearing a mask, and one of the comics like was in a separate room, like masked up. And when I found that out, I was like, I rolled my eyes. So I like, which one is it? 
I, I'm with you. I have mixed feelings. I judge when people look like they never wore a mask to begin with. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, tough, though. I mean, like, because it's not we're cases wise. We are not where we were like summer 2021, like real post vaccine when it got really low. We are not there yet. But, you know, it's just collectively we're like this feels this feels right. Well, yeah, I don't know what L.A.'s numbers are, but Chicago's numbers are way down. And the Omicron variant kind of helped in a lot of ways because in December, like my wife's hospital was through the roof. It was as bad as May of 2020. But it was such a weak strand that the only people really affected were the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated Mm -hmm. people were filling up the hospitals. So anyone who was vaccinated and got Omicron, I think that's how you say it. Myself, Omicron, I got I think. it. Omicron, yeah. Omicron, yeah. Your You're wife's right, a name. medical professional. I can't pronounce <laughs> most words, okay? so She says as, uh, as long as you get blah, 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 then... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you get, uh, you know, Omnivision. I think you're okay. But it's... Uh, it was such a weak yeah. strand that it, everyone got it. And, and they, if you were vaccinated too, it kind of helped the herd immunity in a way. So... Yeah, was... that's... I think that's what people are starting to understand is like the virus will... I had to see an infectious disease doctor for MRSA, not during COVID. And she was talking about COVID and was talking about how she's like, it obviously is like, but like people will continue to get sick in the same way that like you will continue to like see infections that will like eventually like get less and less and less if you, if people are vaccinated. And I was like, oh, okay. So what you're saying is I should force my mom to get COVID. I should get it and then cough in my mom's mouth for yeah. her safety. That's well, called yeah. a baby bird. Are vaccinated? Mine? Yeah. Well, no, my mom, mom my, my mom is vaccinated. Yeah, my mom's okay, vaccinated. Okay, well, she'll be fine. I know. I just, but like, I would rather her just like get it and like know Mine if that's how not. she's going to die. Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. <laughs> Mine are that vaxxed, sucks. but at least they believe in it. Mm-hmm. okay so Wait, they're masking so... and sanitizing so it's like at least they're not so reckless they're very careful but they will not get vaxxed mm. so um they'll sit at the kitchen island at my sister's house and we'll sit in the dining room and that's how we'll eat when i'm in town or like we play masked games i just my you know. wife's best friend is a, an attorney <sighs> for uber it is totally anti-vax uh, and set, and I'm double vaxxed and boosted. And she made she like convinced me that I shouldn't get it. And I was like, wait, I have already gotten it. And the third one. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't try to convince us not to do it. It's totally like they are happy that we're all vaxxed. They're not like, don't found don't vax the grandkids. Like, I don't know. I think they just have some trauma. Both of my dad's brothers died in medical care and um it had a really profound well, that'll impact do it. On yeah him. yeah yeah sure. yeah that's understandable and the hospital almost uh hurt i mean he they just have no trust in the medical profession because it fucks me up now because like when something was wrong or the doctors would give me a prescription my parents would be like don't listen to it my dad would switch the numbers to fuck with them because he didn't want it raised like even now when something's hurt i really injured my knee my mom was like what are they gonna do give you an x-ray don't go to the doctor i'll send you you know like uh, they are very um not into medical stuff wow wow <laughs> wow interesting yeah <laughs> honestly funny. they sound like a lot of immigrant parents that i've yeah. come across yeah so it's, it's not a different that unusual. um the opposite of my mom's 
the Jews in my family, there's like 45 million. Everybody has a doctor. It's like the classic, like my mom, I've been seeing like 45 million doctors since I was a kid. My mom's like, I have a doctor for everything. And that's so. Oh, I've changed my mind. I used to be, I didn't see a doctor my entire, like from 21 to 33 or something or no 34, 35. Now, you know, I've been going to doctors left and right. It's like, now I'm going to be one of those people that annoys doctors where I come in and they go, you're fine. And I'm like, Hey, safe than sorry. Right. Huh? You know, like I'm going to be, <laughs> that's that me. Waste my Cedar, time. my Cedar Sinai, like message center for my, yeah. for my, yeah, we have my chart. Do you guys do that? My chart thing. No, yeah. we're CS Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like, I send so many, if you looked at the messages that I send after doctor's appointments, you would shoot me in the face because I send so many like, Hey, just checking really quick. Hey, um, thanks so much again, but just checking really quick. <laughs> yeah, I've got like four appointments in the next two months. I do that with a vet, but not in my own life, I guess. Oh, dogs are better than people. Yeah. Yeah. My dog I mean, I ate it. six socks and we had stomach surgery during COVID. So yeah. No. Whoa. Yeah. Your socks, your <laughs> wife's socks or everyone's They socks? were mine. Okay. <laughs> That makes okay, so it worse. He, he it likes it you worse. better. <laughs> Female socks look delicious. Male yeah. socks. Yeah, He's like a fucking hungry, doctor. hungry hippo every time we take him on a walk. So it's I gotta... weird. Did he eat them all in a row? No, he... but I, it's like, I don't know. What, Cause like every now and then there would be like just a sock in his shit. And we'd be like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So I don't know when he did it, but they all start there. He got stuck in there and it's like the set people laugh. Cause it is funny. Cause it's fine, but it's like also right. it's horrifying. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I was watching my sister's dog and he ate all these fucking tampons that I had in the trash can used. <laughs> so I had to oh, rush oh. him cause they expand inside of you Oh, in, man. The, in the dog. <laughs> but <laughs> well, uh, when I eat tampons, it's the opposite. But when they're wet and so they had to pump him out and get all these tampons out of him. <laughs> That's so funny. It's yeah. terrible too, though. That's really no, it's bad, but it's also really funny. Um, yeah, the dogs will just eat bloody, bloody tampons. Yeah, them and not stop. Yeah, it's and wild. then a vet has to like surgically be like, "Is this the dog's blood?" Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, uh, this is this has been a fun one to to have people do it, and this will be even more fun because everybody will kind of know the same people. So, what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen at an open mic? Yeah, there's always stories that like we all know, like you know, there's Kyle Paris yeah. stories in particular that yeah. you know the guy Kyle Paris come to mind. I remember. That. I saw him wearing assless chaps at an open mic. No, one of the tamer it. things. Uh, well, there's yeah. that armadillo story that's kind yes, of famous. that's the big one, the roadkill uh, explosion on Pretty stage. Gross. I don't know this one. You, you got to tell Kansas, the listeners. Kansas City. Well, the, they right? okay. Yeah, he did it in Kansas City. McGowan tells the story like it's like his favorite story to tell. <laughs> He found a fucking armadillo on the side of the road and dead, dead, let's be clear. Yeah. Dead one that was like decaying on the side of the road, brought it in a bag, takes it out on stage and then puts a a vacuum cleaner vacuum and uh, puts it in reverse, in reverse and starts blowing the shit into like. There's like a ceiling fan. It gets like so shit is just like hitting the ceiling fan and like going in. People are like ducking like this thing and like vomiting 
And like they told him, they kicked him out. There's probably like other steps in there that I'm missing. I feel like they had to call Hazmat. But like there, yeah, there's a. It's also a comedy club, you know. They're probably just like oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get a mop. Yeah. But so, was this Kyle Paris or yeah. a random yeah. person? Yeah. Kyle Kyle Paris. Paris. Did he get it all the way to Kansas? That's where he's. I think he, he was already there. Oh. Or yeah. But then um, the, the the kicker is he went to is, Kansas to go to an open mic. <laughs> he's sitting. Well, he found an arbadillo while on the road, and he's like, "Well, I'm here." And then, uh, but he's sitting on the curb after the show, and someone's like, "Sorry, man." And I guess he turned to somebody, and like, and he goes, "I just, I thought, I really thought it would work." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be. That can't be. No, right. there's no way. That takes too much self awareness. Uh, the story I'd heard is that Paul Provenza was there and thought it was like brilliant performance art, not realizing it was just, you know, that's always my favorite thing. Like when I've been writing this book and like Croce, Adam Croce has had the stalker. And like one of the first things that she does is she like brings up this picture of him and does like this Wiccan ceremony. And in some versions of it, she like takes all her clothes off and wraps saran wrap and dumps like chocolate and different condiments on her body. And people are like, whoa, this is interesting. I want to see where she goes with this. <laughs> like, so just like, in, like a total like mental break. It's in some like Chicago circles can be seen as like brilliant performance art. art. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. You know, it's a fine line. You have to know the intention because performance <laughs> art just done on the street, uh, you know, is something else. Uh, well, <laughs> the bottom line is you got to support the arts. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that the big problem was a bunch of people saw Man on the Moon in college mm-hmm. and then mm. were like, oh, writing jokes is hard. And uh, if I just do this weird shit, people will be like, you're fucking weird, but you might be a genius. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, that is because a really good point. A lot of that Andy Kaufman shit sounds interesting after the fact, but. If you're there when he's just reading the great Gatsby, you hate his guts. I, I would be yeah. furious. You paid like, to go is... see Latka at Arizona State. This motherfucker reads the great Gatsby from start to finish. Awful. <laughs> rude. It is, it's it rude. is funnier. It is. It is like way, way funnier as like being told in yes. retrospect as a legend. Yes. Like when you say like it's like when you tell someone, have you ever been like, oh, I bombed really hard. I, I like this is what happened. I bombed it sounds, and, it, yeah, it sounds reveling in it, yeah. yeah, it sounds super funny and fun. I've been like, oh, if I was there, I would have loved it. And it's like, no, but if you were there, it would have been bad. Like it would have been as bad as it felt from my heart. Every once in a while, though, someone is bombing and in the room, it's hysterical. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But not and, like it, it, it's kind of, sometimes it's a little it's a little bit mean because like if yeah. the person doesn't know why they're getting laughs, oh. that is I'll tell you, you know, one of the weirder things I saw at my first open mic in Los Angeles was at Flappers. Ooh. Um, and it, yeah, we're just like I'm sitting out on like the patio waiting to sign up. And this this guy who's barely wearing any clothes, uh, he's definitely shirtless uh and his his like pants are falling off and he is he is running into the patio um huge uh Boner. jamaican jamaican Sorry. Man. 
Um, <laughs> and you know, he's going, he's like, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Did, did the sign up happen? I didn't miss it. I miss it. I miss it. He's like screaming. And we're all just kind of like sitting there. He's like, I missed the sign up. Don't sign up without me. Don't sign up without me. It's gotta be, I gotta get it. Cause I get on, I gotta get on tonight. And we're all just like, no, the sign up didn't happen. He's like, okay. Cause it's just, if you don't get, if you, I don't get on. And it's like, what is, what's happening with this crazy man? Uh, but the sign up's not happening. So he disappears. And then, you know, eventually we sign up and we're all waiting to go on. And then I see him get on stage with a, a purple tuxedo. He, he found clothes. And I know he, who that is. Yeah. You know, you know, exactly. I uh, do. Um, and he gets on stage and people are already laughing because he looks insane. Um, and he's screaming like, stop laughing. Stop laughing. No, please. I know you don't don't count this to my time. You're going to count this to my time. Don't drop. This isn't going to be OK. Hold on. Wait, wait. Stop laughing. No, hold on. I didn't even do my jokes yet. Don't. He's doing it. And it's like people are laughing and it is kind of funny. Him just be like his whole set is like, don't start my time yet. Don't laugh. Hold on. You're trying to fuck me. This is hold on. Wait, wait, wait. And he's getting laughs. And then he finally like tells everybody to shut up and we do shut up. And then he begins his set. And he just plays uh, C is for Cookie on his iPad yep. and sings along to it. And it's he had been getting legit laughs and then brought it to a screeching halt so he could do like, the worst <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. See, jokes I, are hard. This is easy yeah. shit. <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. I was just trying to look look it up, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to say the, his name. I also hesitated. Hesitated from doing the voice i think that would be problematic but he was a jamaican man and i learned from brad pitt in that one movie that real you... quick was that your jamaican accent because well, that's what i'm jamaican. saying i, that I wasn't hesit- oh i see i, I, I didn't see. i specifically <laughs> didn't do it because i didn't he's, Jama- he's jamaican i thought you said you like you hesitated but did it anyway and i'm no, like, no 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 don't sign up without me blood clot brad pitt in that movie <laughs> remember he looks at that lady oh meet joe smith is the name of that yes, movie meet joe black meet joe black yeah. oh the way brad pitt dies in that movie made me pause Hysterical. the movie and i laughed for like 20 minutes it's boss, mowed, right? mowed down by a bus he gets Wait, mowed, will you, uh, mowed down by a bus he's looking yeah. at this girl that he's i forget who the actress is she's like they keep looking at they're each sharing other a, claire a, like, Perlani. yeah they're sharing a moment oh, of like he just gets crushed by this and bus boom. and he's brad pitt so you're like I mean, I guess he had to know that he's going to die or something, but like not sure. like that. And Crazy. then everything's iry. <laughs> everything's going to be iry. Everything's going to be iry. Like... <laughs> and people are like, how about this? Cancel him? I'll never get tired of watching that clip. Like every now and then it shows up in a compilation of like bad movie moments. And I laugh every single time. I'll never not laugh. That's a very funny movie, and Anthony Hopkins has a sweet house in that movie. You're like, oh, I want that. Oh. I want that dude's house. Meet Joe Black. You got to see it. Meet Joe um, Biden. Meet Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gonna be iry. Meet Joe Biden. Every that is something that sounds like something Joe Biden. Would it do. does. I don't have like I, I wish I remembered, but I do have a really vivid vivid memory at Shuba's. Um, and I was doing a joke about window wipers and just bombing, staring at Joe Kilgallen's face at the back of the room. And like, I just remember seeing Joe's face as I was bombing. And then I ran into my car and cried because it was just like Aww. so bad. It was like Aww. a few months in and I was just humiliated. I'm <laughs> but, sorry. <laughs> well, everyone, but I just knew you. I just like, I just remember, I don't remember anyone else, but I remember seeing you because you're, you had your like arms on your knee and you just were like, 
Oh. So horrible. Like everyone. I was, was probably not back. even listening. <laughs> no one listens to new people. Like that's just part yeah. of it. Like no, everybody's like, oh, they, I bombed off. so hard. No one was listening. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, do you remember when I cut you off after we were leaving Shuba's? No. Oh, we yeah. We were driving. Yeah. We were driving. I'm behind her. An ambulance came. So we both had to pull over for the ambulance. But then once the ambulance went by, I gunned it around. <laughs> and she like sent me these angry messages going, I can't believe you cut me off after that. I'm like, hey, I saw a window and I went for it, you know? I have one that was in, L- in LA and it was at Lindsay's open mic. Oh, fuck. At the, at the good night. And at, you know, at that point, I, I had like done stand up for like five or maybe even six years. So it's, it, you know, I, you don't want to bomb that bad, but I remember, I remember Joe also being there because the, what, what I remember is I don't Joe. even know what I, what I said, the worst but um, I just was trying and getting nothing. And it was also, everybody was just not even paying attention. Everybody was yeah. just kind of talking to each other and I felt insane and I wanted to work on something and I was getting not, not only was it getting nothing, but it was like, I wasn't even there. Oh. And this is, which I is know the feeling awful. And this is, I think the only time I, I did this, I finished my set. I put the mic in the stand and I walked immediately out. Oh, I've done it. Walked I've through done the it. door. Is that gone. my mic? Yeah. Which your mic was, was one of the great mics in, in Los Angeles, but maybe that was part of why. Cause it was like, this is usually a good time and I'm getting nothing and I'm being betrayed by my friends. <laughs> I walked yeah, from the stage right up the door. Friends. Both of you have made title. it so that next time I see someone bomb at an open mic, I'm going to be like, keep going. You got yeah, give this. Us, give them the support. Turn it around. You got this. I think it, it hurts more when someone says something to you encouraging after you know you bombed. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah, oh, to be like, I Fuck think you. so. You saw what, what I yeah, just because happened. Because I had people, yeah. He'd be like, uh, looks like you really had fun out there. Ugh. Like, did you have, did you have fun though? People (laughs) still patting you on the head, man. I've when I feel like when I bomb, no one wants any part of me. Well, I make eye contact. That's my weird thing is like, if I bomb, I do the opposite of what you should do. And I just like, look to everybody and then they say (laughs) their hand out. You know what I, I did, <laughs> Lindsay. What you're talking about, I did to Brian Cook once. He we were doing some show together, yeah. and I went outside probably to bum a smoke off of someone. And I came in and I said, "Hey, did you go up yet?" And apparently, he just got off stage and ate shit hard. So like he just bombed, and I'm like, "When are you going? You, you go up yet? When are you gonna go up?" And he, he literally grabbed my cheek, going, "That's cute." And I'm like, "What the fuck was?" And everyone's like, "Dude, he ate shit hard, man." <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> It hurts. <sighs> Somebody yeah. at Jokes and Notes was like, you did your thing up there. And I was like. It's just a statement of facts. Like, you were on stage. I know. And I was like, <laughs> damn, you didn't even have to say anything. I know it was bad. I bombed at a nursing home once. Um, and an old woman came up to me and went, do you need any jokes? I can give you some jokes. <laughs> This one is inspired uh, by Joe Quizala had one of my favorite tweets ever, which I quote all the time, which is that everybody, when they ask a comedian their favorite comic, they want us to say like Seinfeld or Chappelle or something. But it, in fact, is usually our favorite comedian is usually somebody who quit 10 years ago who lives in the woods or something like that. (laughs) I remember that tweet. Because like that one went around because it's like there was a guy named Sean Cole who was like this murderer Mm -hmm. who like uh, there's Mike Olson, like all these guys. So I wanted to know. 
Who's the funniest person that my listeners have never heard of? They've heard of all of you. So yeah, Danny I mean, Callis like, or Marty DeRosa to me. Or Marty's been on your podcast, right? He hasn't. No. Dave Hellum named him last week. It's always fun to to see who. Uh, um, but yeah, Marty. That your listeners haven't heard of. I think Danny Callis. I'm gonna stick with his name. All right, dude's hilarious. One of the best voices I've ever heard. Yeah, sounds like Mo from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, well, because his ex girlfriend one time was like, "My favorite Simpsons character is Mo," and I was like, "Well, get. I wonder why." You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious that, uh, yeah, she's got a, she's yeah. got a type. <laughs> well, um, I, uh, I wrote that with, I mean, I, and I was kind of thinking the way people used to talk about Sean Cole specifically, but there's a guy, a, a friend of mine who he just lives in Minneapolis. He's a dad. His name's John Eisenrich. And he's like the funniest guy. He didn't even do stand up. He would do characters. Uh, and he was just so, so, effortless and funny and he just was like no nah, i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna be with my family in minneapolis was ne- never had like the drive but just would crush and would crush with stand-ups too which is like a hard thing for someone who does characters to do and especially like getting the cred from stand-ups when you're not like hanging out all the time yeah like you haven't earned any trust with them mm. but still like yeah that's a level. That's a hard. That's a level of difficulty because, like, uh, comics hate, hate. Not even like it's hard to make a comic laugh, but hate that type of guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. So you got to be funny. There is something to say about the person who shows up, kills, and then fucking leaves, and you don't see them at all. I don't know. There's a <laughs> yeah. mysterious. I'm surprised the Sean yeah. Cole legend got down to Quizala. Like that was he was done by like '05. Well, cause CJ and Sean, oh, Sean was right. still on the, this episode. Yeah. Really, yeah. Those guys and talked you know, about him. I think there's a clip from him at the lodge, you yeah. know? So like it was on like the lodges, YouTube, you know, and, and Mark you know, Geary would talk I know the about clip him. and yeah. I hated that clip so much because he didn't, he, he starts so many bits and then doesn't do them. Like, huh. like, uh, he had this like famous, he had famous bits that he, like that were just like, if I told you what it was, it would make no fucking sense. I would just have to tell you, for whatever reason, when we were drunk at on a Monday night, it was the funniest thing in the world to everybody. But then I watch, I rewatched that video recently of Sean Cole, and it's just he's the most naturally funny person like I've ever seen. Like now, I kind of love it, yeah. I guess. But yeah, yeah. I was definitely say like Marty, but I I do. Was John McBride really funny? I used to like yeah. him a lot. That was yeah. Funny. yeah. John was what if they funny. said no? They were like, no, no, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> no, actually, no. Now that you've said his name, no. Mike McBride. Yeah, Paul Doris. He was another one. Paul Doris. He made me laugh in person, John McBride. Like, he was really funny in his songs and stuff, but I don't know. A Chalks makes me laugh too. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. might still do it casual, and he still writes, so I don't know. Who's like, Soren Choksi is funny. Oh, oh, oh. Soren, Soren Choksi. Yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. we called him Soren for a decade. And then, and then one he was day like, it's he goes, Soren. It's actually, you've been saying it wrong. I'm like, well, you should have told us 10 years ago. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that was bizarre, too. I think I yeah. didn't give him shit for it. Where it's it took like, a long time. Out of nowhere? That happened with Josh Cheney. He was like, well, we called him Josh Cheney for years like, and like years Dick and Cheney, years. Yeah. yeah. And it's Cheney? It's Cheney. No idea. Yeah. I'm learning that now. Um, I thought Ethan Peldo was like so so funny, and he was like yeah. sixteen. Uh, Started young. Yeah, I don't remember people's names. 
This, you're going to hate this question. Well, there's a guy at the comedy <laughs> store. He only goes up at this comedy store. His name is Rick Ingram. And yeah. he is so funny. And I follow him all the time. But everyone's always scared. They're like, oh, hate to follow. He's older, Rick. right? And I'm like, you guys, I, I, like, we'll all be fine. No, he's maybe in his 40s, but probably 30s. Like, he has, he's married. He has two kids. But he's about to do something finally cool. But no one knows him outside of the comedy store. Like, at all. He doesn't go anywhere else. He's kind of like a huh, kind of guy. Yeah. But it's fun crowd work and it's just so good. But hopefully people will be like, he's doing it actively. So hopefully everyone will know him. But he yeah, was, he's super funny. I remember seeing him at the yeah. comedy store in like 2015 or something. And yeah, he's super funny. And, wow, a bunch uh, of men, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Cause the girls that are funny just, just keep going. Who are girls? Yeah. Like, Deb well, there's not, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like really strong female comedians, they get known a lot of times, right? I mean, I'm, there's definitely underrated ones for sure. If I could, well, there's yeah, no I mean, like there's, hot shit Chicago person. Between, not to cut anyone off, but there's the difference between underrated and just not there yet. Yeah. Like, where you're like, oh, yeah. they're definitely going to be big. It's, I'm not going to yeah. name it someone who's 26, right? Like, right. I'm going to name Rebecca Gibson or Ellie Drapos. No, they're going to, they're just young still. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. people who should be known. And should have been known a few years ago that. But also, the show changes stuff because I think CJ Sullivan and Nick Vatera are two oh, yeah. of the funniest, and Sean Flannery are like yeah. the yeah. funniest people ever. Right. Um, but they're doing it, and like, Flannery can murder in ways that job. like very few people can like hit like decimal levels in a room the way that Flannery can. At least, yeah. At least in 2007, when I know what I was talking about. No, Flannery still kills like that. He still kills hard. And CJ Sullivan, like, yes, he'll just yeah, say yeah. one thing to me, like, in passing, like, just aside one thing, and I'm, like, dying. I don't know. He really makes me laugh. Let me throw you a curveball. Yeah. Prescott Tolk. Prescott. Yeah. Ooh. So funny. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've, I've seen him. I, like, run into him, and it's always, like, he's got, like, you know, kids and stuff. Like, I mean, hey. You have more than one kid? I, I, there's at least one, but you know, yeah. I just I blur them out and at least seven. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, he was really. Fun. There's also he he does a he used to do a joke about like I don't remember the joke, but it's like once you get pulled over for one thing, you'll always be paranoid about that thing forever. And I think about that all the time. Anytime I'm driving, yeah. Can you like, can, like sometimes people be like so and so isn't funny, and it's like mm, they do really well on stage. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, why don't you say something else? They're ugly. They gave you a dirty look. They yeah, said that... something behind your back. Like, you don't think they like you. Just say because you kill need. doesn't mean you're funny. Also, I just want to sure. make it clear. Well, no, yeah. sure, but people do need to differentiate. You could say you don't like someone, but for them, for you to be like, I never thought they were funny or they're not funny is weird when you, like, after the Louis C.K. stuff. Obviously, that was that weird. Was horrible. Yeah. But people, I remember seeing people being like, Oh, and I never thought he was funny anyway. And I'm like, I know. Okay. All right. All right. Like, look. <laughs> you let's... know, exactly. Everyone's like, he's, he, was, he wasn't funny. And it's like, okay. That clip right. leaked and people were like, this is not funny. It's like, you can hear a room full of people. You <laughs> you lose this. Yeah, but they could be dumb people. You, you like famous, not all famous comedians are talented comedians. No. No, no absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's he true. is a, he, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know how to explain this because you can crush and I will think that you suck at comedy because yeah. the crowd is stupid. <laughs> no, absolutely. Music's better though. That's why I, I mean, like listen, music. No one said Billy Jean sucks after MJ. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we all did uh, the road to some extent in the Midwest. So we are familiar with people who crush and are 
absolute dog shit at stand up. Yeah. I mean, LA still feel uh, there are rooms in LA that feel like alternate universes. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like not not necessarily the road, but like where I'm looking around and I'm like, I, I'm nuts. I'm fucking stupid. I'm insane. I didn't know what funny is. I did the improv once and like I think it was the last time I did it, and a comedian went up and he points at his Hawaiian shirt and he opens with this. He goes, This is my gayest shirt, y'all. And it crushes. And it's like two things that I hate in one joke. Like, it, yeah, right. Yeah. Like the whole, like, no one made you wear that fucking yeah. shirt. Like, yeah, that's a great. Well, sometimes is- you don't fit into the clothes and then you lost weight. So you gave away your fat clothes and then you gained weight back and then you have nothing to wear. And sometimes you have to wear an ugly outfit and you have to acknowledge it. So people don't think that you think you think you look good. Okay. Okay. I'm, I followed all of those things. <laughs> Okay, Lisa, all, all we're saying, Lisa, is don't call your Hawaiian shirt gay. No one, yeah. no one, no one even mentioned your name. She heard, you, she you heard of, she, yourself. she really got subtweeted on that one. I would not. He was like, if you're going to talk about my Hawaiian shirt. I don't even think your shirt is that gay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've I, had enough of uh yeah, this is what I look like as your first joke. Yeah, Dude, every late night set forever was like that. Yeah, I got yeah. Unreal. trying to craft my top my five minute for TV and then yeah. I realized I'm like, you I see, don't care. But that's yeah. like what but it was all like that. Sets. They Those still are like I have been opening yeah, with by saying their name or making fun of like their appearance. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? It's like what that introductory like. joke. Yeah. That when you look handsome like me and you've nothing <laughs> you have to, to acknowledge. Say, what am I gonna say? I have got great shoulders, well, America. <laughs> you do you I do talk you're about thinking them. perfect symmetry. I have been saying that I have no, rest- I'm looking puffy these days. No, I was about to say you look extra handsome today. Look at you. I was thinking right. it even in the beginning. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's distracting yeah. even. Yeah. I have been saying I have resting January 6th face, but that is like. <laughs> I love that. That's though. good. That's but a that's joke. Different. That's, that's funny. different. That's a joke. You'd that's say, like well, yeah. Yeah, that, that... That's, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. I yeah. do go on stage with a Hawaiian shirt. Some of them are great jokes. Some of them are really good. You know what I mean? And some of them are you're like, this is horrible. Like, you know what Yeah, I mean? but like what you described to me is like when a, an audience erupts in laughter and then someone tells a real joke after that and the real joke doesn't get laughter. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's the same comedian, because I've, I've said asides before that are bad and I'm embarrassed and they kill. And then I go to like do what I think is like funny and everyone's like, no, 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 no. Go back to like that flippant. Like, oh, yeah, that, that, that sucks. Was, like, I was I've, like, <laughs> I'm that's sorry, Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I, I've done like sets where maybe like you're headlining at a club or something and you, you want to start off like riffing a little bit, you know, to, to get them into it. And like, they really like the riffs. And then you yeah. have to make that transition to your material. Oh. And when you get to the material, they're like, oh, we don't, we don't like Yeah, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. See, the, see, like TJ Miller was the was the king of that move. He was the best crowd work guy like I'd ever right. seen. And then his jokes would be like corny and the crowd would be like, if you can do that, why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So funny. Yeah. Steve O'Harvey was the same way. I feel like Steve O'Harvey oh, was so funny. So, so RIP. Yeah. It's like in TJ RIP, but like, um, <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK. Right. Um, did you guys watch uh, genius? I don't know what to end with. What do you guys? Yes, I did. 
What is that? The, the Kanye, Kanye dog? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I did not. I did. It's interesting. It's really interesting. I loved it's, it so much. I, I, lo- I really, really liked it. And for anyone that's like, I don't want to support Kanye right now, fully understood. This isn't supporting him. <laughs> yeah. In case paid he, for it anyway, I feel like, you know? Yeah. Like, this is supporting his friend who he fucked over, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's actually a really beautiful illustration of the progression of mental illness throughout somebody's life. Huh. I think that I think that he went. I mean, no one told Kanye no since Through the Wire. Also, so like, yeah, because everybody told him no before Through the Wire so many times. Yeah, that yeah. you literally couldn't tell him no and have him take it seriously. It's kind of inspiring though. Like the second episode where he's yes. like, "I want to be a rapper," and everyone at uh, Rockefeller's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And yeah. And then he's just like, no, I want to be a rapper. And like, he's just, and then, so he pays his own money to have a video made and they, and then he gets it on MTV and they have to make him a rapper now. Like it's, he's kind yeah. of like a, it's kind of an inspiring, like everybody told him no, but he fucking did it anyway type of story. For sure. For sure. And like, and then it, you can see like exactly like what it looks like when i mean it's i i think it's great if you can separate like if he here's the difference if he made this himself yeah i would feel weird about yes. supporting it yes but but it's by cootie uh, cootie and chike who are music video directors who did the the 30 for 30 benji like the on espn yeah. mm, like they're great yeah yeah like they, yeah, i don't think it's not like you're supporting him directly. When we all watched the R. Kelly documentary, it wasn't like that was going to, to help his law fund. You know what well, I mean? It's sure. not, By the way, in Benji, no, one, of the, talk, one of the talking one of the talking heads in Benji like, is oh, yeah. R. Kelly. R. Kelly is in that documentary. Wait, wow. what? True. Who's Benji yeah. though? Benji, Benji was, the, was go ahead. The bull? No, I know I could, it's Benny. Benji was Sorry, a Brian, basketball player, um, Ben Wilson, who was the number one basketball player in the nation in like nineteen eighty four and then gets shot and killed in Chicago. Out of this went to Simeon in Chicago. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It also, I will say this too about it. I don't know why I'm, I feel like I've defended it to multiple people that I've told that I've watched it too recently. And I'll say like, it also, it doesn't. How much we need to talk about Cosby and I don't support Bill Cosby. I I know because it needed to be made. (laughs) Um, You love the Supreme court today then. I just think um, I just think that people should watch it. I vote for it. I vote for watching it and supporting Cootie and Chike. Are we worried about Pete Davidson? I'm worried that one of his Kanye's crazy fans is going to try something next time they see Pete out in public. No, because remember Eminem used to threaten to to be to kill his ex wife all the time, and she was fine. So you're saying you don't take a threat from a rapper seriously? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, it sounds like that's what she's saying. Um, all right. Um, but times are different. I, I mean, mean more, or maybe not. I mean, someone yeah. killed a beetle. I. Yeah. Oh fuck! I have to get off to get this call. Cool. I'm sorry. This is Lindsay was going. Episode. Oh fuck! They killed a beetle. Yeah. <laughs> they killed which one? Which one? Which one? Was it Ringo? Please Bye. tell me. It was Later, Ringo. Lindsay. No, but I was gonna say not to go back to this fully, but you know they always say like, why don't women leave? Why don't women do this and that? And they were like, Kim's probably the richest, most powerful celeb, and even she's getting like stalked and harassed by an ex. And it's like yeah. even at the highest levels, it is difficult to leave a psychopath. So it's like 
yeah, to be more kind to people that are, you know, dealing with this on not a rich level and how tough it is to yeah. escape abuse. Yeah, I haven't really followed totally. it, to be honest. I just, I haven't, I, it's like, well, whatever's on my phone. I didn't know the Yeezus uh, documentary wasn't from his perspective. Like, I didn't know anything. I mean, he was that. So this guy Cootie it was a comic. Because also, is this press? Is this Owen Benjamin and Christina Ricci, or That's a good are question. Kim and Kanye really together? It looks and, like it could be performance I mean, art, also. Yeah. Because Pete, Pete's surrounded by great people. Like his best friend won't talk to tell me stuff. His age, like I try to get dirt, but he has good people around Locked him. They down. don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't really talk about it, which who, is nice to know. Who's his best friend? Ricky Velez. Hmm. And I'm always trying to get dirt, and he just like laughs and doesn't ever answer me. Well, that's good. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Good circle. Who has plugs? I'm going to be in New York at Comedians You Should Know on March 16th. 16th and in March 19th because they do Saturday shows. So those two dates. Um, 316? In the New York City, go check it out. Lisa and I will be partying on St. Patrick's Day Ooh. on the 17th. So that should be pretty fun. Nice. Um, my friend and I have a podcast called that's messed up an SVU podcast. And we have some road dates. We're going on tour. Yeah. But come see us. And then I have a new podcast called enemies that I've really been enjoying. So come on down. Hell yeah. Quizala. Uh, the, the rock hall ballot is out. Inductees will be announced soon. If you're curious about how any of that works or the artists on the ballot, listen to who cares about the rock hall. Cause that is. I really break it down yes. from the perspective of an expert. So, hell yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. This will be on Friday with a, uh, a surgeon's level of uh, <laughs> editing. 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 Yeah. yeah. Just a jigsaw puzzle of edits will be. I'm telling you, it's not going to be that hard because yeah. you could go from when we were talking about the introductory joke that you do for late night <laughs> and then to, yeah, to, to really to Lindsay, it up. What was that intro joke you used to do? There It'll be go. great. It'll be perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kilgallon. Right. Okay. Bye. No, you, you can ask it. We're, we're, if you want to say something. Kilgallon, yeah. how many physical fights have you been in? In my life? I, I don't know. I was almost at one at the Laugh Factory last Monday. Guy came up to the stage, and I, had, oh. I moved the stool, and I told him, I go, if you come up here, I'm going to kick you in the fucking mouth. And there was like five members from the Blackhawks in the crowd, too. It was pretty cool. Um, but <laughs> physical, like where I've punch some i don't know i 25 30 i don't know and that was just at his own wedding i haven't been i haven't physically i didn't do i just looked at the table in my wedding i didn't punch anyone um that doesn't you knew i was kidding because i leaned in i figured you did the last i haven't physically hit anyone i think since gailey's when was her bachelorette party in 2019 Uh, september 2019 yeah that was the last time I ever fit. I physically touched anyone, and all I did was throw that guy. You got to realize, mean, Lisa, that we were inside for two years. Yeah, and but the time before that was <laughs> December of December of 2018 at the laugh after the Laugh Factory holiday party at Big City. I um had to hit a guy because he was getting fresh with Danny Kellis's girlfriend, and Danny wasn't there, so I had to be like the good friend to uh, have his buddy's girlfriend's back. He's chivalrous. Yeah, he's nothing if he's not chivalrous. Well, what I liked about when I had the thing at Gailey's bachelorette party was the guy wasn't listening to me. I kept telling, I kept trying to be like, so I think I screamed I in his saying, ear. I'm going gonna, gonna to warn you. I don't know if I screamed in his ear, but I was, I kept being like, you got to fucking go. And he kept being like real, like, I can't hear you, bro. Like he was doing like a real, like douchey, like, what? like, but he could hear me, you know? And I remember looking over at you and Kara 
Lisa, and you guys both were like, no, it's justified. It's justified. Go for it. Like you guys guess, like, Well, because I ran up to him first because he was disrespecting our bottle girl. We had yeah. our own waitress and he was in a she booth that we all fucking paid for and we didn't want him there. And so she went to talk to him, but he was pretending not to hear her and disrespecting her and he knew what was up. And so then I ran forward to fight, like fight him, but that wasn't going to happen. And then Joe knew he had to step in. Yeah, my whole job being the only dude at that party was to just protect the, you know, the I don't know, everyone having a good time. Because even security. Um, yeah. What's the one oh Farah. She some guy was kind of dancing on her a little bit. Fawcett. And I remember like you or someone. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett. You or someone kind of gave me like a look, like, hey. And so then I kind of slid in between the guy and her. But what made me laugh was because she turned around, she's like, and she didn't realize how I'd slid. I, I want to be and I don't know her that well, but I was like, no, they told me. Because, you know, I'm a good dude and we don't know who the fuck this creep is. That's You're just a I cock said, block, yeah. Joe. I felt like such a douche because I'm like, gosh, she doesn't know me that well. She thinks I, someone's going to explain to her later. I remember thinking to myself, someone tell her later that I was being a good guy and not trying to just slide in. As Lisa's yawning at the end of my story. <laughs> I'm having a, I've been yawning for over she an has. hour. She has. I've noticed. I don't care. I've noticed. I, I was tired earlier too. It's all good. <laughs> I'm struggling, but that's why I hope you don't take that as me not having a great time yawning and being on my phone because I love it. I'm a I'm your biggest fan. You you can't. You I can, love doing this. You show. can do all this. Why did you ask you about the fights though? Why'd that pop in your head? Because I just uh, promoted enemies, and then I was like, oh, I wonder if Joe can come on and just talk about all his fights. And then that's oh, yeah. why I was like, oh, I'll see how many fights he's been in. Yeah, too many. That's it. But now, now that I'm a dad, though, I'm done. I've retired. I'm not. I've avoided it. Even when the guy That's came good. up to the stage, I was like in my brain, I'm like, I don't, I, I called for, I was like, can we get like someone to just kick this guy out? I don't want to fight this guy. I haven't said that. I'm like, dude, this isn't going to end well for any of us. Just go away. I don't but know. The, the thing that cracked me up and you'll find this funny, Brian Stein, when he was getting kicked out, oh, I should have told you guys this. Someone in the audience stood up and shoved him to the ground. And then they had to stop the, an audience member was so pissed at this guy for oh, wow. interrupting the show. And I'm like, damn, that's loyalty. A stranger just yeah, you got them on your side so hard that they'll right. And then um, and then the guy in question, as he was walking out, he was like, "Fucking pussy, you were probably bullied in grade school." He yelled that I was probably bullied in grade school or bullied in high school. And I responded with, "Bullied in high school? I bet it's sixth on the baseball team, motherfucker." Like, in fact, that's I told someone in the crowd was like sixth, really, and I'm like, dude, if I said third, that's not funny. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta pick a number. That's hilarious that you figured out the funniest brag too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just came to my head. I'm like, I bet it's sixth in the baseball team. Yeah, made me laugh. Okay, Yay. we did it. All right, gang. Thank you guys all so right. much. Good, you guys, good seeing you. you all. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it's Lindsay, Sean, Joe, Joe, and Lisa. I want to do an oops all Joe. I'd be like, please welcome Joe, 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 Joe. I will tag them all on Twitter and Instagram. Give them all a follow on social media. Let's get to Richie. He's an organizer with People City Council and with the People's Budget. He's one of your favorite guests or the guests that you like to tell me. My coworkers wouldn't believe I'm listening to an interview with a guy like him. I hear it. A lot. His Instagram bio says paid protester, according to L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. You know you have huge balls if you're feuding with a sheriff. And that's who he is. So here's Richie Serjanko. My little baby boy returns. I I am back. I uh, <laughs> It's been a while, but this is uh, a serendipitous uh, interview. Why? Because it's going to be coming out on 311. 
I mean, when we started our friendship, you don't, you didn't even know. You thought it was one twelfth. Look at you now. You know, amber is the color of your energy. You have those vibes, and I'm very proud of your progress as a person. I yeah, I honestly like. If you ever go back and watch that clip, it still still makes me laugh. I just, I went back when you when you referenced three eleven. Uh, when we were texting, I went to go find the clip and I was like, ah, it's a good one. It was I long ago, bit much long ago. I haven't talked to you in like six months on here. I've, I mean, I've talked to you via text and other things, but not on here. So will you tell my listeners what has been going on with you recently and uh, have who are your enemies? Uh, <laughs> who who has a power who who hates your guts? Let's hear about this. Um, a lot of good stuff recently, both professionally and uh, in my activist life. Uh, professionally, I've been uh, so I'm I'm part of this provisional licensing program to become a uh, fully barred attorney. Uh, I have to do 300 hours by the end of may um and i'm well on my way there um so once i do that and complete that in may i will become a fully barred attorney in the state of california wow i'm provi- so i am licensed now if you if you see people reference that i'm a, a, an attorney i'm i can file lawsuits i just i have a supervising attorney at the moment um but hopefully by the end of the may by end of May, uh, 300 hours, and I will be a real deal attorney where you can look me up on the, right now you can't look me up on the bar uh, website. And so I have trolls online. They're like, this guy's not on the, the, the bar uh, key- keyword search. If you, if you look online, he's not an attorney. It's like, calm down, guys. Anyways. <laughs> so that, I have that. And then have you ever gone to richiesurjanko.com? No. Yeah, you check it out right now. Okay. I got I have trolls online that like they're like this anarchist. This it goes this to alexvillanueva.org. Wait, does it? It goes right to alexvillanueva.org. That's hilarious. A few a few weeks. That's so funny. Did you know that? No, a few a few weeks ago, it was um, it was it it went to a video of me fucking bullying the cop in Venice when I was yelling yelling at the cop, and it was oh, of these people such saying, a muscular like, such a muscular boy. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, <laughs> um, but they were like the tweet the tweet was like someone embedding the video, and they were like, "Call me like an anarchist," and like. Uh, I want to bring chaos to the city of Los Angeles. You're the Joker, bro. You're like the Joker. Yeah, people people say uh, Villanueva and I have big Joker Batman energy. <laughs> I mean, you just want to watch the world burn. He is in a gang. Uh, he yeah. Has, allegedly, he has alleged tattoos. He, no, no, he has, he has tattoos. He's in a he's in a he's a bandito. Alleged bandito. Don't. I guess you're the attorney, so who knows what the rules are? I'm not. No, he's definitely, definitely a bandito. And if he, uh, if he has a problem with it, he should sue me and open himself up to. Not uh, me. Sue. Uh... Sue me. Sue me. 
So he uh, he my, owns uh, he owns the your domain name to go to his website. Is that something that he did uh, for trolling someone, purposes? Someone did it. Someone did it. Uh, these the the these uh, I have a bunch of freaks on uh, so a bunch of trolls that live in Venice that 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 like to fucking throw my name out there have i've never sent you the thing where someone was talking shit about my college era (laughs) i've never sent that to you oh that's that's come on the specificity of that burn is pretty what was your college era oh one season it was fucking like 11 or something Cause I only I only threw like nine innings. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I had I had like thirteen appearances, nine innings. I you know I was a middle reliever, so it's like whatever. Yeah. And I was fucking how many fucking uh what was that guy's ERA in college? Right. That's what I would want. Right. Uh, but also like what a t- you know, somebody was like we got to get him on something. I just I just texted it to you. Look at it. These people are are like losing it. It was like if this guy could throw harder, if he had a, a ERA instead of eleven point seven four, maybe his life would be different. Oh my god! And it's yeah, like well, you can only criticize the cops if you have a uh, if you have an ERA under four. Well, this you, is also have- somebody who it looks like they know about baseball, and then it's like if only it was one seven. It's like no shit. That's an amazing fucking ERA. Yeah. If only yeah. he had batted 1,000 instead of 100. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's like, it is a, that's not a good burn. If only he, he was amazing. If I only played Division One, I, I could criticize the cops. That's it. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> like, if you didn't play high-level college baseball, you can't criticize the cops. Like these, where are these people play? Honestly, where? Come on. No, I, these yeah. people are hiding behind fucking anonymous pseudonyms on the internet. I mean, Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Fame pitcher whose opinions I disagree with completely. So he should be in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling yeah. should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not like I'm going to be like he was bad at pitching. Maybe if he had an ERA of one, whatever it is, instead of whatever yeah. his career ERA is, it's like shut the fuck up. Schilling most definitely supports Alex Villanueva, who's a fascist. Uh, for listeners that haven't, fun fact: Schilling, honorary bandito. I'm sure Alex Villanueva would make Kurt Schilling an honorary bandito, but uh, they're all following along the fascist sheriff uh, who posted about me on Instagram. And was like Comrade Richie of the Marxist People's City Council. It was, it was like leading the campaign to get rid of the sheriff. Then he was like, uh, who thinks that LA City Council should resign and, and Richie should take over as chairman? It was like kind of a based idea, Alex. Not a, not a bad idea. I, sh- I should become chairman of the city. I mean, I don't know, man. Robin Hood had a big problem with a sheriff also. So the way that I see it is you're basically the Robin Hood of L.A., bro. Like, the sheriff hates you. You want to take from the rich and give to the poor. I don't see any reason you're not Robin Hood. That's right. I don't know enough about the Robin Hood story, but I'm sure there's something. I named you all there is to it. That's it. 
Yeah, but I'm sure there's something problematic with Robin Hood, like 100%. I don't know what it is, but like I'm sure in the story, like it is, there is something problematic. I'm sure there's something, yeah, like Maid Marion maybe was you're gonna we're gonna find out she was underage or something and he groomed her and you're gonna be yeah like, wasn't he hanging around he was hanging around young kids or some shit wasn't he no that's peter pan oh that's right that's they right. have a similar vibe yeah yeah so man <laughs> i different can't people. i thought it was peter pan so the sheriff hates you and you're getting your law degree or you're gonna become a fully fledged lawyer i guess you're passing the bar i have my i have my law degree already. you have your law degree already yeah uh but what they're gonna find your gpa and they're gonna be like maybe oh, if you man. had a 4.0 instead of oh they'd be real troubled to know that i was in the like top 30 percent of my class that's what they'd is be a... real trouble to know that i was on the board of the negotiation honors program i don't even know what that means it sounds complicated to me sounds i mean it was like you know in, if you're in law school and like you're doing uh you got to try to get accolades and shit while you're in law school and so i was uh made it as high as you could on the uh, negotiations track in law school so what else is what else is on your you were just at a protest like what have you been what's going on in la what's going on that people should care about nationwide because whatever starts here is going to take off in their neck of the woods yeah, did you see uh, the mayoral debate debate disruption on the news? Yeah, <laughs> and I heard, I recognized some some na- uh, some voices. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was actually really good. Uh, so, for people who don't know, we we uh, disrupted the first mayoral debate uh, for in Los Angeles. It was held at Loyola Marymount. Um, it was like a small, like private hall room. And so it was majority like fucking democratic insiders and people that work on the campaigns and shit. Uh, and it was, but the mayoral candidates that are up there who all are fucking, um, basically the, uh, running on the same platform. Uh, they're yeah. all running to, fund the police more like they all want to give the cops more money they all support uh the criminalization of homelessness in los angeles uh specifically through uh ordinance 4118 and so there's not much difference between the the candidates and this was a crowd of fucking like liberal elites and so uh so me and some uh some organizers from Stop LAP Spying and uh, J-Town Action, six of us uh, went into the debate and uh, disrupted the live debate. That's like great. Live television fucking uh, had to hear us fucking yell and disrupt. It was great. Who do you want to win? Gina Viola, who is a organizer running for mayor, she launched her campaign just like weeks ago, actually. Uh, She just uh, submitted signatures to get onto the ballot, so she will be on the ballot. Um, But, you know, that's going to be a big uphill battle. Uh, But really, the point is with Gina, Gina decided to run because all the fucking candidates are the same. Uh, Karen Bass, who, uh, you know, is supposed to be progressive, right, is right. A, a longtime organizer. Uh, I saw Pelosi he, he, endorsed her and I was like, what the fuck? I guess like 
I guess she's bad. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Karen Bass is bad. Pelosi is like you don't need to get involved in LA politics. Last time Nancy Pelosi got involved, she took a big L with David Rue. Oh. Uh, Nithya Raman yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beat that, uh, and then. Uh, so yeah, Pelosi's getting. I remember all when you scared the fuck out of him at his table. Yeah, he didn't know what to do, man. He he went into a he became a just vote bot. He he that's his only response. Like just vote, like get out there and vote. I hope you know we have differences, but hope you get out there and vote. Like bro, I'm asking you real ass questions. Like what are you doing? The way that the candidates are all kind of shaping up is kind of like a good talking point to try to explain to people. Uh, California is supposed to be this really progressive state, and especially like L.A. is supposed to be this like deep blue state. And that's been a lot of people's things with like uh, how polarized we are as a country. Like if it was just the way that it is in – but it's like in California, everybody's a fucking Democrat – but it's just as like Republican as anywhere, maybe not as culturally, but can you kind of speak to that? It's conservative. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, liberalism and neoliberalism are capitalist ideologies, you know, first and foremost. So like uh, people can vote de- Democrat and be liberal and uh, still support uh, racist capitalist uh, systems. Uh, And so that's what we have in Los Angeles. It's literally a fucking neoliberal hellhole um, where it's ran by all Democrats and literally city council and the mayor are like some of the most conservative uh, bodies in the country, right? Like LAPD gets $3 billion a year. The sheriff's department gets $4 billion a year. Sheriff's department has fucking active, violent deputy gangs in it uh lapd killings went up 160 percent last year uh have most uh, a big case was when they shot and killed 14 year old valentina oriana peralta uh in while she was in a dressing room at uh, the burlington co-factory and so it's like yeah like we the great blue fucking los angeles but um you know we have fucking 60,000 people living on the streets in the county Four to five people, uh, four to five unhoused people die every single day on the streets of Los Angeles, every single day. So over the course of the pandemic, it's like 1600 unhoused people have 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 died in Los Angeles. And so you look at shit like that and it's yeah, like it's a very conservative uh, situation. They don't care about what organizers and activists are saying what the communities are saying uh they they get to cash a fucking two hundred thousand dollar paycheck um they get to fucking rub elbows with the elite in los angeles um and that's really what they all care about are a lot of them realist have real estate interests or something like that is yeah that like going more on? than ha- about half of the council are landlords um, and then a lot of them have connections to developers and, and the real estate, real estate lobby. Um, over the past few years, like local elected officials have been indicted by the FBI uh, in some corruption scandals. And so it's like, uh, 
yeah, these these aren't fucking people that are truly governing for uh, the people or some sort of public interest. Uh, they are very much aligned with uh, capital and the ruling class. Would you say that the so the power and the the special interest are what corrupts the system? Are these people sensibly? Is it more like? Do you think it's more like sinister than that, or like more cynical than that? Where it's like what these people want is uh, specifically conservative aims and they know that they have to put a d next to their name uh to do it like is it all well, is it all you know bullshit? it's um i think that some people get involved at first thinking that they can truly change the system or some people are just power hungry and that's what they want to get involved in politics right, right. and then once they get involved in the system they start seeing the inner workings like anyone that's worked for fucking decades at, at the federal level, like they're millionaires. They become you be you make this fucking salary uh, uh, and then at a local level, like if you do eight years at city council, you're you're a fuck, you've made over a million dollars, you know. Right. Uh, and and so um, it's it's just like they get in and then they want to protect their class interests. Basically like they're not being, they're not dying out on the streets. Um, they also, you know, uh, get to live in, in very privileged areas many of the times because they can afford it. And so they aren't, uh, dealing with like the, the same issues that everyday Angelinos are. It's also, it's like, uh, the cost of housing is high, and all, half of you motherfuckers are like in real estate. Uh, yeah, does that? There's no uh, vacancy tax in LA, which is fucking wild. So fucking landlords can just keep fucking units open and never, never have to do anything about it. My old play, my old street in Silver Lake, which you've been to a couple times, like just had empty ass buildings sitting there. There's people in like Lamert Park who are just sitting on empty buildings waiting for that, like waiting for that neighborhood to gentrify. I'm sure it happens in like Boyle Heights and like other places yeah. that people are like, it's only a matter of time. Definitely. And the city like incentivizes the the selling out and, and the gentrifying and um, it it really like is, is an issue because like I say that the, the city like sells out, like they, they will pay attention to like the developers or maybe the yuppies or the people like in Venice that have money and not necessarily the people that have lived in Venice their entire life. But these fucking loud voices in Venice are like dominating the conversation over there because they just don't want to see fucking poor people and they're just fucking yelling about it with no no issue with no like real solutions other than like wanting to make them go to fucking palmdale so i've noticed that like i've if you ever go to like manhattan beach i think that's when it was it was like it looked like there was a complete lack of unhoused people which is kind of always like eyebrow raising like what's going on just because there, uh, that happens to be something that is everywhere in, yeah, like in the in the greater LA area. 
So when you don't see it, it like on the beach there, does that mean something fucked up is happening? Like, what does that mean? It may it be and the part of the reason why the uh, homelessness crisis is so large in the city of Los Angeles is because of places like Hermosa Beach that basically have a, a complete ban on homelessness. Like if you fucking get caught sleeping on the streets, like the cops will literally like get you out of there, either go to jail or fucking displace you or something like that. Same thing in Santa Monica. Um Santa Monica targets fucking unhoused people and street vendors and uh the street know, vendors really thing poor... is crazy. That's just like that's like something everyone likes. Right? That's that's the dumbest fucking thing of all time. Like the one of the best like literally one of the best reasons to live in Los Angeles is like the street vendors, the street food, Undisputed. the culture of street food. You gotta be, you gotta be a real psychopath to be like, get this, like in New York, they're not like, get these hot dog, it's like part of the fucking city. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and then, you know, it's fucking racist, like, usually. Would somebody complain about that who had like a restaurant nearby, or who is, who's doing, oh, you think, you just said it, like, it's somebody being like, I don't like seeing brown people. Yes. That's, yes. Are you sure? And usually they're fucking poor. They're usually they're fucking poor elderly fucking people, right? And uh that they're just fucking don't want like these poor brown people like selling uh on the streets and and obviously that interferes with the business interests, right? Uh for the of the restaurants and shit like that because they have to abide by these regul like their argument is like the regulations and like uh, like cooking on, on the on the street and, and shit like that, and so that's what they're using to target the street vendors. They're 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 saying like illegal fucking cooking or something. I don't I I forget what the law is, but like saying it's like unsanitary, right? They're they're saying be because it, it, it's on the sidewalk. It, it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, like who the fuck doesn't want to go get some elote from, uh, the elote man on the side, side right. of the street. That's the best part of living in LA. It's part of the hustle and bustle of the city, if you will. <laughs> like, it, didn't Newsom, who was it that said that they wanted to start like helping like mental illness on the street? And it was like a picture of this. I saw it in the LA times and it was a picture of this couple that I would see every day in my neighborhood his his plan is uh for the came out with this new mental health uh homelessness plan and it will invest you know millions of dollars into housing and mental health services but that's good we do need that and housing is like one of the main issues in connected to the whole crisis all of our crises um but literally if the unhoused, per- if an unhoused person doesn't want to accept what the state is offering, uh, the services that the state is offering, that they can be submitted involuntarily to a uh, um, psych facility, or they uh, will be uh, involuntarily submitted to a uh, a uh, forget the name. What a Britney Spears just got out of? Oh, a conservatorship. Uh, Yes, they. If you don't want to accept what the the state is offering, they'll they be forced to, be doing... to perform in Vegas for their father. Yes, and then um, and then also 
like you could be criminalized and go to jail if you don't want to accept what the state is offering. And so, uh, yeah, I was asked about this um, by like a reporter from NBC and I told her like what my thoughts were. She was like, wow, you're the first person I spoke to today that's mentioned this. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, because the people that she was getting quotes from were like nonprofits that are getting money from the state mm. or like fucking uh, this guy, this dickhead named Andy Bales who runs uh, uh, this, uh, the mission downtown. And so, uh, you know, he has a financial interest in it. And so these people are just like praising Newsom's uh, fucking proposal, but uh, it could submit people to psych facilities involuntarily. So for the Super Bowl, they cut to Echo Park Lake as one of their like bumpers. And it looked and I could and I just knew that they had to have cleared so many people out of the area. And I... I'm assuming that like there's going to be more of this coming with the Olympics in four years because they can't do this last minute. So they're going to have to. This is what you need to talk about on your pod. Every single one of your podcasts, since you have so many sports fans in your life. Yeah. The Olympics are fucking bad. The Olympics and the Super Bowl are bad. Like I don't watch the Olympics. Um, you know, it's becoming harder and harder, harder to watch the NFL and shit. Um, like these mega sports events, uh, bring like militarization and displacement to, uh, the communities that are, are holding these events. Like literally the feds and ice were in Los Angeles, like harassing street vendors. But then like thousands of sex workers across Los Angeles were targeted because the feds and local law enforcement created special task task forces to target them. And so and also there's a fucking lie that the the, that the NFL and fucking the Olympics committee that about uh, how sex trafficking goes up around these mega sports events. That's a fucking lie. And they use it to justify sending militarized feds and uh like fucking informants into our communities um under the guise of the super bowl like it's fucked up man wow so every city that has a super bowl they come in and do this every every olympics that they come in and do and then yeah, the Super Bowl is one day, right? One day. Or, or one event. And the Olympics like are like, days. what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah. And so, and the people uh, that, uh, the the like Olympics planning committee, the ones that are connected, I forget who said it, but someone that was connected to the Super Bowl planning also said that like um, the Super Bowl will be like three of them every single day, uh, three Super Bowls a day during the Olympics. Yeah, because there's multiple locations. They have to do aerial coverage. Like every network that has like cuts to commercials and comes back has to show the Hollywood sign and has to show the fountain at Echo Park Lake and whatever, the ocean, like Santa Monica Pier. Like they got to show the the bullshit. And so they got to have this pristine – tv ready city and they can't show 
I don't know, miles of freeway and underpasses and downtown areas and just uh, tent uh, clusters of tent settlements like everywhere you look. Yeah. They got to figure and that so out. It, that's just the visual for it right now and, and for 2028. Um, well, that's all they care the, about, right? Is the visual like aspect yes, of it? Yes, but but if you look at the Olympics that uh, that have been held around the world, it has only created uh, displacement, gentrification, uh, expanded poverty, um, and so we already have those fucking issues here in Los Angeles that are growing exponentially, and then the Olympics that create. Uh, these problems or, or, or uh, you know, put fucking fuel on the fire for these problems, they're coming to, and then not only does that happen, to prepare for the Olympics, LAPD is saying that they need like 3,000 more officers. And so to get to LAPD's goal of fucking 13,000 officers, they have to hire those many people. And it's not budgeted for that many officers yet. So what, what happens is the police budget is going to go up so they can hire hire more people, which they they could be using as a guise just to raise their own fucking salaries. You know, cops are fucking rich kids. They make uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They're not working class. They're pieces of shit. Um, and so, uh, you know, like literally, we already have an issue with uh, over-policing in Los Angeles. That's a local level. Right. And then the feds are going to come in and then the feds are going to do have special enforcement task forces. But then also like we learned from the 84 Olympics where they fucking left tanks behind and military uh, gear, our fucking local law enforcement will then become more militarized because of what the feds are going to bring to LA and leave. Our crack battering rams and shit were from leftover from the 84 summer game. Yes, you did. You you didn't know that. Hey, man, the listeners didn't either. Let's yes, say. yes. If you, uh, I believe it is Dave Zirin, who's a great uh, leftist uh, sports writer. He wrote a piece in I want to say uh, the Nation about the 1984 Olympics leading to 1992 uh, uprisings uh, or, or the policing over policing of the communities in the 1992 uprisings yeah um yeah all the tanks and shit were from the feds that came to the 84 games and left them behind so yeah you you should honestly with your fucking sports buddies like talk about how shitty the olympics are it's a it's been interesting because i talk politics every week and you would be i think you might be shocked i think that you might like be shocked to know that Without, without a sh- like shadow of a doubt, people think that the these Olympics are bullshit. Everybody rolls their eyes at Joe Biden, and I do not pre-screen for like opinions, like on this shit. Like I think that it's kind of crossed over. It's different than it was, like a few years ago when I was like listening to Chapo Trap House and telling people that they had like arguing this. It's pretty much everybody kind of know it's crossed over. Like, I don't know yeah, what dude, happened because everyone's material conditions are yeah. fucking getting worse. Yeah. And, and the uh, we're seeing the fall of capitalism in front of our eyes and the system doing everything it can to 
to uphold itself and to reinforce itself while it's while it's crumbling, you know? So it weren't for fucking wild times, man. Ooh. Even that show Billions, like I watched that show Billions on Showtime. Like I love that show. And uh, it used to be just like wealth porn and to be like, you know, there's still a part of me that's like, oh, look at all this rich people shit that they get to do. Yeah. But, and now the show, the point of the show is that billionaires are bad and that uh, everybody's going out of their way to like either take their wealth and use it for good or the part of like Paul Giamatti's entire characters now is like billionaires are bad and they got their wealth because they're bad. And I'm just like, what happened? Like, so I know that all of the stuff happened, but like I've, the stuff I've been screaming about uh, for years. Is... You were ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah. You were, a, you were a broke artist before people realized that we're all broke artists. Yeah, every comedian hates everyone doing better than them, so socialism just kind of like was a yeah. natural fit. Yeah. I think that's that could be why also comedians get it faster because they're like, who got that? Fuck them. Yeah, and yeah, you guys all are fucking uh, loose cannons. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to how to put it. But no yeah, one's making is- no one's making a lot of money uh, for the most part. I know a few like you can get wildly successful, but for the most part, everybody. Except my guy Hassan Minaj. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Hassan. Yeah, you do. Uh, shout work. out Hassan. He, Hassan should do should do this pod. I've honestly. I've messaged him about it. I wish that he. I would. know someone. If whoever's listening, if you get to this part, you fucking care about what I say at all. Richie honestly, loves tag Hassan. Hassan. <laughs> tag Hassan on Twitter. Be like. Tag tag Brito, be Brido, like Brido, Brido, <laughs> uh, tag Brido, uh, be like, ah, oh, these guys are raving about you. Come on, Hassan. Would you say <laughs> that you're def- making activism pop culture? Yeah, make make direct action pop culture, man. That's that's what it's uh, that's what it's all about. I've been I've been preaching it for a while, and it's starting to seep in. Especially, did you you saw the uh, the the uh, feature uh, that was on Spectrum One News? Wait, yes, but me? tell me tell me about it again. Oh, I mean, they they just wanted uh, Kate Cagle from Spectrum One News was interested in uh, doing a story on our our disruptions because we had um, you know disrupted the mayoral debate, and then uh, a few days later we disrupted the uh like sheriff villanueva's like a community conversation in the palisades which they had fucking 30 tooled up fucking freak gang members in there uh like it was wild did you, you did, did i show you those videos no show uh, send them to me oh my god the, they go after everyone bro like this guy goes after fucking so many people oh. and you know uh and part of it is that he goes after these these families uh, of the the victims of LASD violence, and like he openly goes after them. They also face harassment from from deputies. They they face. I, I've been over there when uh, the Vargas family uh, had a few members of their family assaulted by by deputies, like in front of their house. Jesus. Um, and so it's like we we really have to fucking be vocal about all of this because it's a it's a really serious fucking situation um has any progress been made with with investigation into this or like you've had a few celebrities like tweet out google lasd gangs and stuff like that has any yeah like what is the progress on people looking into that situation 
Yeah. So uh, shout out um, Eve Six. Are you a big big? Eve I know Six? Eve Six fucking rules on Twitter have, at least. Have you ever had them? Yeah. No, they're fucking. I would I love, love to have um, Eve Six on the show. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know the you know the uh, there's like a uh, online joke that people like always send him the the like different one hit wonders from the '90s, uh, and they'd be like, "Oh, didn't you do this song?" Because he's a one hit wonder, and they they always can. Anyways, Inside Out. Yeah, uh, put my heart in a blender. You wanna put my tender heart in a blender? But in a beautiful baby. Watch the video the, that I just sent you. That I just texted you. All right. I wish that I could. Jesus Christ. Okay, so if you're. Richie has this caked up sheriff. <laughs> Guy, like a deputy guy in his face just the fact that oh my god man they must hate your fucking guts it is kind of awesome but like they they probably respect you on some level but they like they took that job just so nobody would fuck with them ever again and then, <laughs> and then you did it well oh. dude if you look at the beginning of the video three of them pinned me in the aisle like so I got up, I saw one starting to walk towards me. So I got up and then I turned to the other side and there's two bigger guys over uh, coming at me from that side. So I'm like, fuck, whatever. And we had just gotten there and they were there. He's like trying to intimidate us not into disrupting. And, you know, I had the, you know, family of Anthony Vargas in, in front of me and then two people that uh, were, were filming behind me. And I was like, well, you know, they're not going to, we're not going to fucking not intimidate or we're not going to disrupt. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, like what, what's going to happen? What are you, what are you doing right now? Are you, are just coming up to talk to me? Well, if you're not going to put your hands on me and you're and three of you are just going to come up and like talk, like, you know, try to talk to me and intimidate me like, Oh no. Like, and now I'm just going to fuck with you, dude. Like, what do you think this is? They have to know that like, you are totally allowed to yell shit at them, right? First, first amendment, right? I, I mean, uh, I, there's also, uh, it doesn't mean I can stay there forever. The first right, amendment right, doesn't, right. doesn't mean I can fucking, uh, disrupt it for as long. And even if people say I, I have to go, uh, that doesn't mean I can stay, you know, but right, right. the, there's a thing against prior restraints where the, the government cannot tell you like not to exercise your first amendment rights. Like you can't, you can't do that. Like you literally, that's like a thing. Yeah. So one that, and then two, like, dude, Oh, you're going to try to come over here and intimidate me at this community conversation. Uh, like that's not, 
it's not going to work, man. What was he saying to you? For people well, who was, couldn't hear, he was it. basically like, you know, if you if you disrupt, then you're going to have to get out of here, and like, you know, if you don't want to abide by the rules, then you're going to have to go. And I was like, I'm going to abide by the rules, man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, uh, he and, oh, and then he said he said uh, Ricky. He called me Ricky, and so as soon as he like called mm. me the wrong name, I was like, oh, now I'm going to start fucking with you, dude. So, but yeah, so these uh these fucking they're all fucking fascists, dude. Literally, like actual fascist i mean he had the haircut he had a mustache i'm not he gonna had the little you. fucking mustache yeah <laughs> wow what type of law are you gonna do did you tell me uh, and i'm just stupid or what what type of law no i don't think i told you i mean i'm i'm doing like uh civil rights first amendment stuff like the stuff i'm working on right now are, are cases against lapd and the sheriff's department and so I also have a lawsuit against the city in regards to public record uh, requests. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the type of law that I'm going to be practicing. And so they're going to have to uh, see me uh, in the streets and in the courtrooms and all over the place. Man, they're really going to hate Ricky now. Yeah, yeah. They call me Ricky in the courtroom. See what happens. <laughs> So I went to the Bellflower Courthouse wearing this jacket. See it? Fuck the LA Sheriff's Department. Yeah. And they tried to not let me into the fucking courthouse. They they were like, they were like, you can't, like, they were like, I walked in and I was there on business. I was there to serve some papers to the court or file some paper with the court. And I had the jacket on. I walk in. They're like, uh, hey, turn turn around. Let me see the jacket. So I turn around. They say, they're like, you can't come in with that on. I was like, I, yeah, no, like, I, what are you talking about? That's, you're just making shit up. And then I start filming. And they're like, and you actually can't film in the courthouse. But they're like, I want to get them on video saying, like, you can't wear the jacket in here. So I got that. They're like, turn their phone off, turn your phone off, blah, blah, blah. Like, fucking four deputies come over. And we're like t- going back and forth. They were like, okay, you, because it would be illegal for them to say, I can't come in with the jacket on. And uh, so they were like, okay, you can come in, but you have to turn your phone off and you have to submit. We're going to do a path down search with you. I was like, no, you're not putting your fucking hands on me. Like I'm not, I'm not going to fucking uh, yeah, say yes to a path down. And they were like, okay, well you can't come in. And they were like, uh, if you refuse to come in, then you'll be considered trespassing and we'll arrest you. And I'm like, what? And then like two of them started like coming after me and I, I go out the door and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. So it sounds like because you know the law, which they probably will be very uh, <laughs> shocked to know that uh, you're going to become an attorney, but like, uh, unless they know that, but like how, how many like times are people just like out in the streets and someone's like you can't do that people are like oh okay whereas like you could just be like uh pretty sure i can like would be usually 99 percent of the time the actual correct response you can't do that yeah i can do it don't cops don't know the law right one cops don't know the law and two you know they just violate people's fucking rights all the time they don't because they don't know the law and they don't care about violating people's rights and so you know they they think they can tell people whatever they want and we're supposed to be just like obliged to listen to them 
what do you want people to what action do you want people to take where do you want people to go where do you want people to follow that sort of thing follow us on people city council um uh one of the main things that we'll be pushing if you live in los angeles is this uh ballot measure um for accountability and uh, improving accountability and transparency within the sheriff's department it's a, a charter amendment uh, that we're pushing the Board of Supervisors to put on the ballots for voters to vote. Um, you know, it's they essentially right now, like the Board of Supervisors can't fucking keep up uh, or can't do anything about the sheriff, basically. Or, and in the county charter, like there's very fucking checks, very little checks and balances in regards to the position of the sheriff. And so, you know, this charter amendment will do more to uh, get get the power back on, on our side. Um, as far as the civilian oversight committee goes, it would, uh, you know, get impacted family members and community members on that. And then there's also a, uh, a provision about impeachment, which would say the Board of Supervisors, by a vote of four to five, um, can impeach the sheriff. And so if anyone wants to check out the petition we have, you go to checktheSheriff.com slash action and it will it'll be there. Um, and just a real uh, quick trivia question for you. What day did Tom Hanks come down with COVID-19? Yeah, uh, this is a, a famous day. Everyone knows this day, of course, of course. 311. 311. Uh, this is, like I said, it was a serendipitous episode. And uh, what is your favorite 311 song? Peaches and Cream. <laughs> yeah, that was Richie Serjenko. Follow him on all of the social medias. And one more time for Lindsay, Sean, Joe, 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 and Lisa. Thank you so much for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Love you.